Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we seize it. Here we go, it's episode 98 of How We Seize It. We're doing The Shining. We uh, we read the book, or listened to it in my case, and then we also did uh, the movie. Which... And, and before we go too far, let's just have a shout out to Mr. Overton here, who oh. uh, turned 50 during the break. And uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. And that's Sorry. why we're a little bit late with this episode. Moving on. We took a couple days off. Uh, yeah, I had my 50th birthday, which was fabulous. Uh, had a lot of friends over. It was good so good. Drank so much beer. Like, <laughs> about a total of uh, 10 gallons, I think, is, is what we ended up killing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, it was good, though. Um, I'm super happy with that. So, yeah, we're covering uh, The Shining this time. And uh, this was the first time I had ever read or listened to the book. Um, and I hadn't watched the movie in forever. Probably 20 years, I would say. Mm-hmm. So, it was, it was all uh, new again to me. It was really cool. Um, but before we get too deep into that, I want to get into our drinks right away, mm-hmm. just just so we can start getting them down. Um, and I will let you go first, Alicia. Um, I am drinking the drink of choice by Jack Torrance in the movie The Shining, which was Jack Daniels on the rocks. I am a bourbon fan, generally, not the biggest Jack fan, <laughs> but this will do. And I actually, fun fact, went to Jack Daniels Distillery this summer, which oh, was nice. actually really cool. Nice. Yeah. Cool. And you have it in a really cool uh, glass with a skeleton head <laughs> in the bottom of it that I got for my birthday from my sister. So that's cool. Very cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought, I was like, ooh, this is going to be fun. Uh, yeah, what you got, Steve? I've got a cocktail I put together. Um, and it's got some uh, red wine and rum to go along with the, the red <laughs> rum. But I also found a wine that's called uh, the, an Overlook. Pinot Noir, so I thought that was kind of exciting. So this is actually based on the Bishop cocktail. Three ounces of rum, one ounce of red wine, and some simple syrup and lime juice. And it's uh, shaken on ice and poured into, I've got it into a brandy glass, which is kind of nice. But I call it Murder at the Overlook. Nice. Which is perfect, yeah. And it looks like a, a glass of red rum. It, it, it does. It does, kind of, yeah. A little darker, and it would be coming right out of those elevators. Right? <laughs> Um, and I, so I, I got real lucky this time because I've been trying, when we first started this, I wanted to match beers. I was like, oh my God, I want to match every beer. And I, I, I looked at the beginning and I'd find all these great beers, but they're always all across the USA and never anywhere close to get. So luckily our, our local Hen House Brewery has two perfect beers for this. Um, and, and they kind of attach to each other too, which is awesome. So the first is, uh, called Kubrick's Landing and this is a single IPA. Um, oh, where the IP? Uh, oh, <laughs> it's it's a single IPA, but it comes in at seven point two percent, which is nice. which is uh, really nice. Um, it's uh, got mosaic, Minato- Minotoka, and Mandarin. I should have you guys read these uh, Bavarian hops. Um, and this was the, they always have these stories on a lot of their cans, and this one uh, plays to uh, Kubrick. 
uh, it, it says, we all know that the filming of 2001 Space Odyssey director uh, Stanley Kubrick was approached by agents of the Johnson administration and NASA and coerced into using sets from the cr- and crew from the 2001 to create we all know, yes. the footage <laughs> we all are supposed to blindly believe was Apollo 11 moon landing. I'm not saying we never went to the moon. That's craziness. We're just obviously meant to, uh, we just obviously never went with Apollo 11. <laughs> the footage was created to make it seem like we beat the Russians uh, there. The middle, uh, riddled with guilt in this massive deception, Kubrick uh, layered the shining with hidden confessions for his actions in the cinematic apology and is still easily his best film. <laughs> we all believe, uh, or we believe that all beer should be enjoyed, uh, brewery fresh condition, and insist that, uh, oh, okay, that's just that saying, don't drink it after 28 days. Right. And if you want to find out more about that conspiracy theory, there's a movie out oh. there called Room 237. I oh, saw it years hilarious. ago, but they go over a lot that. of the conspiracy theories that are surrounding. There are some the, crazy the the conspiracies. Mm-hmm. Well, the cool thing about this is uh, Hen House does a great thing with all their cans of art. And they always have a chicken on it, right? They always have a chicken. And this chicken happens to be wearing the <laughs> Apollo 11 sweater that Danny was wearing from which, the from the movie which you which can't miss if amazing. you've seen the movie yeah. <laughs> and apparently I just looked it up and you can buy it on Etsy because <laughs> I want one for sure yeah so to go with that we have another hen house uh, beer which I've had before and this is a double IPA um, same hops but this one's called the shaming and uh, it's really cool the co- the co- the, um, the artwork on it is I believe one of the brewmasters Shane with his head pushed through, like in the here's Johnny scene. Yeah, in the yeah. here's Johnny scene, and uh, so they they do a lot of stuff with this one where they'll have all the the people working there doing the face and stuff like that. Um, I'd had this one before, and it's super super good. What I didn't know was before this is that this is basically the Big Brother version of the Kubrick landing. So they basically did the same. Uh, recipe, same hops and everything, but this one comes in at a 9.1%. So nice. that's great. That'll that's be great. my second drink for tonight. Um, and I poured those in a nice uh, hen house glass that I purchased uh, when I was there one time because I can go there quite often and I like having their glasses. <laughs> we got uh, we got booze over from Alicia. I've got wine and you got beer. So we're really covering yeah. all the three quadrants yeah. of, uh, of alcohol. We tonight. got all <laughs> the you can drink them. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So that's that's our drinks for tonight, uh, covering all the different uh, things you can get from the shiny. I mean, there's plenty of more drinks in there, I'm sure. Um, you know, through through in the book, you were saying I think martinis. Martinis were the call. Yeah, um, they talk about slow gin. Uh, yeah. Oh, slow gin. Fi- slow, yeah. slow gin fizzes. And there um, was another one that they mentioned. There was it was just like all old timey drinks, like yeah. shit that nobody ever orders anymore. When I, when I went to Bottle Barn today, the first thing I went to was to get a, a spirit work slow gin. I had that. When I spotted the Overlook uh, wine, oh. I totally rewrote my my <laughs> drink when I found the Overlook wine. So I put that back. No, that's nice. awesome. It would have been cool if you had seen the, they have that red rum. Um, that's too easy. <laughs> but it's actually a really good rum. Okay. Um, I'm just I'm just saying that's a really good rum. Yeah. Um, I would I would have went with that one for sure. Um, I've done actually I've used that in a couple of our of our drinks before. All right, uh, before we get too far, I should have done this at the beginning. I'm your uh, main host, Noah, as always, and with me here, as always, is my main man, Steve. Say hi, Steve. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and then back with us for our, our spooky November, or October, November already, <laughs> Alicia, who is our, 
I don't I don't know. You're not the spooky expert, but you're definitely the one that's more I'm a big fan. Big fan of the spook, <laughs> yeah. I guess. She's the one I hide behind when we watch these movies. Um, As I the, clap yeah. excitedly with and, glee. And laugh away the, the, the scariness as I'm like, okay, no, they're gonna get me. <laughs> Protect me. Uh, which is totally I funny. once saw the scariest movie with Alicia. What was it? It was called the the woman in the know. Oh, the lady in white. Lady in white. Oh, you had to bring that up, didn't you? Whatever. I was scared in like third grade when I watched it, okay? We're all scared in third grade. Never forget that. (laughs) Nice. All right. So uh, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. You guys have always been our our, our, uh, Stephen King fans and and had read a lot of the books. Um, Like I said earlier, I've... This is this is the only Stephen King book that I can think of that I've read all the way through. I started Watchtower, and I don't think I got all the way through it. I read this to my son. Oh, <laughs> what? He was. I mean, he wasn't like five years old. He wasn't like Danny age. He was. He was. Uh, he was. I think he. Because we read all the Harry Potter ones. I remember reading him. This um, is way different what's than Harry the, Potter. A little bit. <laughs> I, no, I know, but I mean, I think this was the last book I ever read. To him, and it was just more. Was it we was were, it his request? Like, Dad, don't read me no more. I can't take we, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, scared what, him. What's the one? What's the one uh, with that they made the movie with Harrison Ford, where where it's a, the, the kid that does in space that's doing all the they're uh, doing all the. Um, yeah, no, I have no idea. <laughs> they're trying Harrison to fight this Ford this battle, space. and they're training him. Oh, Ender's Game. And Ender's Game. I read him. Well, Ender's Game. Harrison Ford. Was in I that? guess so. Harrison he says so. I don't remember. I don't remember. I just remember the kid Asher. Or That's what threw me off. Asa Butterfield Asa, or something one, like yes. that. Yeah. Who's in Who's in uh, the series that know that we're watching the Sex Education? Oh, okay. Oh, in interesting. Now. But anyway, so this yes, was, was this was I think the last book I ever read, and we had a good time. But I think he was probably. 12 or 13 or something Okay, like so that. old enough to Yeah, see. he, yeah. All right. But <laughs> but I remember doing that. So uh, um, I think that's the only time I've ever read this one until until this last until week. Until recently. Where, yeah. Where well, I could tell you if I had to read this, I would have never gotten through it because the beginning is boring as fuck. It is so slow. I was like, well, oh my God, get well, to something. This is Stephen King. He... He establishes he, characters. Yes. It takes some time. He takes a long time sometimes to get, I guess, to the point. Um, he does establish characters. But I disagree. I think there's a lot. I mean, compared to a lot of his books, he's, this is one that I I got immersed in pretty quickly. Yes. He's very um, descriptive, mm-hmm. I guess, is the word I'm looking for. So it takes a while just to get through a couple of pages because I, I remember reading like Dolores Claiborne. Yeah. And there's probably, there's like a bit about this old lady who basically she was a super bitch and like invalid and she took shit and and threw it all over her entire room he described that in five pages okay (laughs) i said that in what like two sentences so that's his writing style uh even kubrick says i guess when kubrick was wanting to do a horror movie after the failure of what was it very light Linden, um, mm-hmm. that was his previous movie that failed to make any money at the box office. So mm-hmm. he was looking for horror. He was reading all sorts of horror books. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was originally considered for The Exorcist, but he passed on that. Um, or, or 
maybe they just went in a different direction, but he wanted to do this. But it wasn't until this book came along that he finally said, this, this is what I want to make. So so Stanley Kubrick would disagree with the, your... <laughs> well, that's fine. I, I just, I mean, it's great to be descriptive, but I mean, at least get people... I, I just wasn't involved in the very beginning because it just, it seemed like it was going nowhere. It's great you're describing things, but describe something I want to hear. Yeah. I mean... Like you said, you can spend five pages talking about shit and doesn't mean anything. Right. But so that's that's kind of where I was. Is like, and there was a couple other parts where he would go into just drowning on about it was in the book where he was talking about uh, he was going through the um, the history. He uh-huh. found a scrapbook, and he was just going on about. And then there was this guy, and then this, yeah. and it's like yes, okay, and that and that played out to nothing. It, it was a whole. I mean, audio wise, it was probably a good half hour. That really meant nothing to the book. Um, I find that sometimes a lot of this backstory, a lot of this description, it becomes an investment. I'm not just talking about Stephen King. I think there's a lot of authors that really paint a picture, and then the investment pays off. You're saying this didn't pay off at all. I didn't, it didn't really. Um, I mean, he never but, came back to. But sometimes you get more invested the in the characters were. because they draw you so in, especially Stephen King. When he's always throwing such weird crap at you, and yeah. unless you really get a sense of the person to where you feel like you're part of them, yeah. um, it doesn't resonate. Yeah. And that's where I think he succeeds. Well, he did, he did with, with some of the other stuff he went into the background with, like going into the background on um, the main characters, the father, uh, Jack, and mm-hmm. the... Uh, the um, Wendy. And the child, and his corporal Danny. punishment, you know, when, he was, when he ended up... And so there was a lot of that. Really and and yeah. talking about his alcoholism and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and his, his kind of... That all worked, but then it was all this other stuff that really didn't pay off. I would have yeah. rather had that been... Something more with the house fucking with them. I think, but it but it was the house was fucking with them. Yeah. So I think <laughs> that by giving the groundwork of this this hotel has this sordid history, yeah. that all of that shit is now sucked into this hotel, right? So all these bad people, whether they killed somebody or not, but just like their bad intentions, their bad it, spirits. It was all about money. It's trails all there. It was like it, it, like there was the well, one murder. They talked about the burial ground too, so that was which, no, the, no that was only in the movie, movie oh, which right. I thought was movie. so stupid. Yeah, and there's actually some stuff okay. about that where Stephen King. That's the idea is that Stephen King then came out and goes, "If I wanted to write a movie about a mar- uh, burial ground, and uh-huh. he wrote uh, Pet Cemetery." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I had so apparently, my, and th- this is funny too. I, I, I found this out. Uh, Stephen King did not like the movie. No, he hated all. it. I know. He hated yeah. it, and apparently. Uh, Kubrick and uh, 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 whoever did the new release, the the uh, um, they they did a uh, Doctor Sleep. No, no, no. They, they did a Shining miniseries. That's more like the book. oh, back in the nineties. Oh, uh-huh. They bought the rights to it. So Stephen King <laughs> King had to go back and buy it back from him. And so the only way he would sell it to him and let him do that is if he signed a legal document that says he can no longer badmouth talk bad the movie. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I was like he nice. hated it, and I'll well, I'll get into this when we continue. But go on, go on. <laughs> so I, I, I don't. Oh, what I was saying is like the background stuff that was about the characters was was good, but the background that was just rambling on just kind of drug out for me, and that, and that I, may be what he that's his thing. You, you can't compare a movie to a book from the standpoint of how much backstories in there because you're always going to get that just I'm not saying right. the backstory w- between I, the two was bad I'm just saying in the book the backstory yeah. sucked I mean it, it had good backstory but there was just lulls now I thought he okay. did a really good job with the movie 
playing and showing like we didn't get any of the stuff about the parents and anything about how he was abused and things like that yeah um but we got an idea through what he did show that like okay he's he's kind of an asshole he was an alcoholic and we didn't know. get much of the alcoholism but i like i like the scene well which, they, they flat the, out said it the scene with yes. the doc when the doctor uh comes oh. and o- comes over and Talk. he's talking with wendy about you know, and he t- oh, and yeah. she just kind of blows off the yeah, story. Yeah, she's about trying how to make it light. Apparently, though, that scene was cut from the European version. Oh, really? Yeah, and <laughs> which which I think it's like that's the last little vestiges of the of the that's of, of the abuse, and really a lot of the alcoholism was was really omitted from it yeah. from the from the movie, and I think a lot of that really accentuates the book. Um, yes. It does, and, it, and I think it plays well in the movie. They changed they changed the Wendy character quite a bit. Oh, oh yeah. I hated the casting of Shelley Duvall. So hated did, it. So, so did Stephen King. I pretty much but, feel exactly like Stephen King does. Yeah. And so well, I, I, here's... I prefer his take on Jack Here is what yeah, is really I weird. <laughs> I read The Shining at, in middle school, probably seventh grade-ish. And at the time, I thought it was the scariest book I had ever read. I remember reading some passage, probably about the animals or something, or maybe, I don't know, the room... And I remember having to turn the light on to sleep that night. That's the <laughs> only book or movie I've ever watched or read that has made me feel that way. Really? The, the only one. Then I reread the book maybe a year ago, and I was like, wow, what, what was I so scared of from this? Like, I didn't find it as scary. Lady again, White Syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Again, I wasn't a kid, right? Uh-huh. And then I reread it just this week, right? Because yeah. I knew this was coming. So... I reread it, and then immediately when I put the book down, I watched the movie. And when I was, I don't know when I first watched the movie, probably in high school, I would guess-ish. So for me, that was like the 90s, and I loved it. It was probably one of my top five like favorite movies of all time mm-hmm. for probably 15 years, right? And then I rewatched it just last night, and I fucking hated it. But that, really? that's what I happens. Hated when you, it. That happens when you read a book right before you see a movie. I remember doing that growing uh, up. What, you know, horrible. reading Remo Williams, some adventure begins. I remember getting so excited. I'm going to get the book beforehand, and I'm going to be all set to see it. And it's just like it's a dud. And and that's a bad example. But but I did that with like some Harry Potters too. Like you'd read the book right beforehand, and it'd be really fresh in your mind. Yeah, and I it's could see hard that. to Ready Player One. Well, I didn't do it quite. You know, I saw Ready Player One before. Yeah, I read so the I book and then the movie, and I was like, "Oh, I know, I know." So, so <laughs> yeah. when it's I, that, and you're sh- sharing a good example of if you have, if it's kind of far, uh, far like, removed, yes, then you don't judge it based on you're not you're not comparing it. You're taking yes. the imagery that Kub. I mean, there's some amazing cinematography and imagery, and you know, talk Especially about for the time. you were talking about yeah. Shelley Duvall, which she is, she has some very. You know when she's when she's happy go lucky. There's something about just odd about her delivery, and I'll, and I think that happens in a lot of Stanley Kubrick's movies, uh, where some of the straightforward dialogue just comes across as stiff. But when she's <laughs> like under duress, yeah, I think oh, yeah. I think she kills it. I, I, so um, I hated her. <laughs> I wanted um, to be like, first of all, why but, are you running around in a robe? Why don't you put some fucking clothes on if you know you're? And why are you sleeping? In the well, book oh. and in the movie. So that's... Drove me... Cr- I'm like... But that's not a casting You have a that's crazy... That's not a casting No, I know. Okay. But just... 
that just annoyed me yes. about the story. I'm and like, that, if I, if my <laughs> husband, if Brian started coming at me crazy, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't just, oh, I think I'm going to take a nap now. Like, <laughs> no. Kubrick thought that the, the character should crazy. be a little bit more submissive because... Because he's a prick. Uh, well, no, because he doesn't think anyone would be, would uh, would have put up with a character like Jack Torrance unless they were unless submissive. they were submissive. Um, well, I'm no, just saying that, but, but that's that. what changes I, I between that's, case, that's what but. changes between the book and the movie. Yeah. In the book, um, she's, a they, she's a strong character, yeah. and they she kind of will put him in his place. Yeah. Not always. She's definitely gets well, he upset. He definitely thought she was. Yes, and and. <laughs> And, but she she definitely stands up to him. Yeah. And it shows his character because underneath he's thinking, you cunt, you bitch. Yeah. Like, you made me this way. But outwardly to her, he's yeah. not, he's exactly. nice, right? So yeah, it's, yeah. it's showing that dichotomy of his character. And even some of the things she says and some of the things like Danny says brings him back to his true self right. and not what the Overlook is doing to him. Yeah. And in the book, or in the movie... That doesn't exist, which I think is sad because yeah, yeah. that definitely was well, one of the best qualities of his character. So in the book, I felt the book was more uh, spotlighted on Danny. Like he was yes. the central character. And in the movie, it's Jack. It's Jack. Mm-hmm. And I think in the like book, Willy Wonka and in the book I, really, I really enjoyed the stuff with, with Danny. I, I really liked everything with that. And... I couldn't stand Danny in the, the movie. He's catatonic, like, almost the entire time. Yeah. Like, and the fact and that, that like, the finger with that red, red, red rum. He's I was the like, kid who lives on my mouth. I'm like, what? Well, and then the fact that like, the mom can now talk to Tony, like, all of that really bugged me. Yeah. I was like, no, I don't like any of this. Don't like it. I didn't like, like it at all. I did. I did like the visual of him riding the little uh, uh-huh, the tricycle. tricycle around. That was cool. I was like... Yeah, I that was probably, actually. Uh, I would be down for that. From a, from if anyone here is listening and, and, and studies cinematography, that was one of the first uses of the Steadicam, which yeah. became oh. such a such a, a big deal. You know, that's just where you carry the camera around and it doesn't have that. that I hand want held. you to know the movie ever. That the person who created it actually assisted yes. with the movie and and said it was a great use of it. They found some mm-hmm. ways of, of sliding. Okay, oh, well, what do you want me to know? I want you to know <laughs> that while I was watching the movie, I thought about that. I thought about, wow, they're really doing well with the camera following the kid mm-hmm. and as well as like following them running in the maze yeah. or the hedge maze yeah. or whatever. Both of those. So Both me those not scenes. being a film yeah. you know, background like you, <laughs> I thought about that stuff. So the only thing I did see that I didn't like was that you could see the shadow. With, on the tricycle as he's going. Oh, like, could you? I, yeah, I didn't. There's, there's oh, right. I never noticed. Because, he's, because of the lighting, they're going past natural lighting oh, in the hallways. Yeah. You catch the shadow every now and then. And I was like, uh, but you know what? I, I'll give him the you know the go. Although I have heard, and this this drives me nuts, and I I don't think I could ever work with him. Is Kubrick is one of those guys that takes a hundred take. Like apparently the 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 ball rolling towards Danny from the room. Oh yeah, fifty takes. What? The scene where 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 Wendy. Uh, is going up the stairs. Oh, the stairs with 127 the takes. Yeah. She went, she basically had a nervous breakdown. 127 takes. I yeah. heard that she almost it's, walked off the set. She uh, or left suffered the movie. from physically sick, losing her hair. Yeah. Yep. Like, well, she only I mean, made like two more movies after that. You movie. have to think if you're constantly going into this. So, uh, coming from a psych major, your brain does not know a lie. So, if I say, uh, I'm a horrible person, and I'm joking. It's sarcastic. I'm such a horrible person. My brain 
doesn't register that as sarcasm. My brain just registers that as words out of my mouth, right? (laughs) So now this actress is coming through and constantly having to act scared, frightened, aggressive towards her husband, all of these feelings that she's trying to portray over and over and over, your body starts believing it, right? Yeah, and apparently Kubrick did not treat her. He was kind of a dick to her. And would not let anybody else, like, treat her, like, never come up and say, oh, no, it's fine. He was like, nope, that's just how it is. He was there, kind of a dick to her. There's some interviews uh, mm-hmm. that you could find online uh, from, from Shelley, uh, Shelley uh, Duvall, yeah, right? Duvall. Duvall. Yeah, Duvall. Yeah. I was going to say Shelley Long, but no, that's... that's, that's <laughs> Cheers. 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 <laughs> uh, Shelley Duvall, um, she where okay she was... This was after it, after it, and she said, "Yeah, it was it was tough, and my hair was falling out." And that, but I think it, I think I, it now works. I understand what he was doing, and I think it got a better performance <laughs> out of me. So she was trying to validate so it. So the funny <laughs> one I read was is there, uh, they were trying to get uh, Jack Nicholson to be kind of on the edge, and so apparently they fed him cheese sandwiches for two weeks straight. <laughs> so they didn't have like cheese sandwiches. gas or like, that's the upset old, no, no. stomach. Was he lactose like, intolerant? <laughs> he just doesn't like cheese sandwiches, but that's all they gave him for lunch oh for my like God. two weeks straight to kind of just get him irritated. And I was like, that's kind of funny. I mean, that is he killed it. Like, oh mean, no, he was amazing. Other than Danny, the acting was incredible. I well, really liked it. Though speaking of Stephen King's criticism, he was very against the, the casting of Jack Nicholson because and I think what he because of coming of, off of one yeah, for Cuckoo's Nest, they thought it would be that's bullshit. I almost agree, just considering this is a movie no. and people are no agree with you. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm like, all right. I retract that. No. People, people are coming in. They're they're gonna know what's going on before they sit down and watch. So it's not like it's gonna be a big reveal that that this character is gonna go insane. Well, that's but but I I understand his point. He was trying to say that oh, it's they're gonna know too early, and then someone brought up the fact he goes, yeah, if you read the book though, it's within the first two chapters that you know he's a fucking crackpot. So it's like, you put it out there and right out the front that Jack's a crackpot. I, I disagree from the standpoint that I think in the book it was more of a possession. And in fact, even right at the very end, he comes to and tells tells his son, get Danny, the hell away. Yeah, run away. Run away. Yeah. Um, and Hits himself whereas with the, the mallet. movie doesn't, oh, love the movie that. really approaches this more from he's losing his mind. And so some people yeah. have even said that whether or not they're at the overlook, overlook or not, this is a character in the movie that was going to lose his mind. That would do that regardless. But the book, the, the, the Overlook the has, overlook much has more... a lot to do with it, and they proved that with the fact that it unlocked the, they unlocked the, the door, door yeah. the whole... But, but that feeds to the ambiguity of the movie, where you're not really certain oh, yeah. where they're going. Are they going in the insanity route? Are they going the possession route? Is it just kind of this mix? You know, there was a scene that was cut Combo. at the end. At the very end... Uh, that was actually released into the theaters that they actually told the theaters to to, to edit out <laughs> oh my afterwards. God, that's hilarious. Where uh, it was a it was a scene where Danny was in the hospital after just oh, the very okay. end, and uh, Mister the, the the owner the Olman Olman yeah comes and they have a conversation with with Wendy and then he gives him a tennis ball and it's the same tennis ball and and. Talk about you know more ambiguity. It's like, yeah. oh, does that mean this guy's possessed or what's going on? Possibly, so, yeah. so it weird. seemed like it didn't seem like Kubrick had a knew whether or not what amb- what he was trying to do. He changed directions a little bit with the insanity, yeah. which I kind of like the visuals and how that plays a part in the movie. But it does uh, make it less uh, less stable as far as what it's about, or less well, it, less apparent. I didn't yeah. like the ending as much because I really enjoyed the fact that um, the Holloran character yeah. 
came back and literally saved them, and then <laughs> they have the ending with them and stuff like that. I thought that was uh, a huge part. And, and the big furnace blew up, and yeah, yes, and it, and I, everything prefer, I preferred down. that as well. And also in Doctor Sleep, right? So Doctor Sleep, well, it, it's a book. It's a book and a movie. Mm-hmm. Making of that, they had to tie in both the book and the movie because had, you're going to have both people, right? right. Halloran was still alive But Halloran was still yeah. alive in the yeah. book and he plays a big part in Doctor Sleep of telling Danny how to deal with these and put them in, like, in mm-hmm. the little filing cabinets or ca- whatever, I don't remember, bookshelves or something. Right. Um, but how do you do that if he's dead in the first well, they, movie? Well, they tied you know? the whole shining to where he could shine and communicate with Well, that him. was the other thing. The yeah, book, and cool. this is where um, it's hard. I, I understand it's hard to do in a movie because you can't get the, the inner speak of heads and stuff like that. But the, the whole idea of what the shining is and stuff like that. They tried to do it where they had the one scene where they have him kind of talking to the mom and then he turns his head yeah. and he says something. And you it's want some like, ice cream? Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. I liked that. <laughs> no, I thought I it was great. <laughs> no, they tried to, yeah. and, and that's what I mean. Is But the, it was it didn't get as deep into it, and this is where they missed with the, the kid, uh, Danny. A um, little trivia, I guess the book was originally called The Shine, mm-hmm. but... Uh, and it was based off a uh, uh, John Lennon and uh, oh right <laughs> a John Lennon and the Plastic Ono Band song "Instant Karma," which contains the line "We all shine on." But but uh, I guess some of the publishers considered the that the shine was uh, pejorative for black, and they they were a little. Uh, hesitant, oh, okay. so they changed it to The Shining, which was a little less interesting. A little bit le- but and they they actually had to go throughout the book and change. Right. So change that it. was one of my huh. other things. That's is, what Stephen is, King said. How how has Stephen King not been canceled in today's culture? He's a racist fucking pig. I'm sorry. I don't think so. There there was no reason for him to put the stuff he put in there, the N word and the things that he did. There it did nothing for the story. True. And it made it into but, the movie, which made it even worse. For no freaking reason, there's no, there's no. I don't call- remember it in the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was when he when, when, when he was in the bathroom, bathroom and uh, the guy's and wiping his jacket off and and he just goes, oh. yeah, the guy's on his way and he, and it's like right, 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 okay, I remember like, that. It yeah. doesn't, it doesn't. I understand, and and so I was surprised to hear it just because it's something that has been, uh, but at the but at the time, maybe so it's what a different time. Yeah. So what? It's I just like all the smoking in movies, oh, right? I get it. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh my gosh. Well, that was weird okay. scene. Uh-huh. But it's not okay. part of just the time. From what I understand is, and this because it, it it hit me really interesting, and and I'm not really one of those. I'm not like this woke person that's gonna like, oh my god, I'm offended. I just I was surprised. And uh, so I went and looked into it. And the other one was like, how he's a dirty-minded old man too. He talks about sex and nipples and shit, oh, all of, which I'm all good with. I mean, which, oh my gosh! In the book where they were fighting and then all of a sudden they, they have, have sex, sex, and I was like, that <laughs> would never happen. Well, I was you, like, you unless it. The scene right. it, yes. which if anyone's read the book, they will know the infamous, infamous chapter yeah. towards the end of the book where all the kids have this wild orgy, and it's it's what? Yeah, yeah, it sounds That's weird, really creepy, See, and it is really a, creepy. He's kind just, of a creepy old man. Yeah, but so but he, well, I think he was addressing a lot of his own alcoholism. He he brought a yeah. lot of his own, that, and that's fine. But the, the the whole the black thing. So I went and looked into it a little bit. One of the things, and, and apparently lately he's become this woke person, a very democratic liberal, and and claiming all this stuff. But then you look back at it, and one guy goes, he really needs more black friends because everything that he's ever done always has this magical negro, right? And that, <laughs> their words, not mine, but just. Like every black character in there is described very like dark this and like very stereotypical and and they always have magical powers and like, it, like it, you know well, uh, Stanley Kubrick was originally offered sure the finest like fucking white place central. ever. 
uh, Stanley Kubrick offered the part to a white person originally who turned uh-huh. him down from that that's was in Doctor Strange Love, but who refused to ever work with him again after Doctor Strange Love. Yeah. So uh, I don't blame so him. then it went to Scatman Crothers. But um, I love that. What a weird uh, the, the scene when Scatman Crothers is in uh, when Halloran is in Florida and he's and and it those it, are great it, pictures. It, it zooms I out. I want you, those posters. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was oh, like, damn. I kept thinking, but, okay, now how is but, this his character? But what a bizarre yeah. shot. It, it, was, was, it wasn't him. so weird. They I made him like, like pimp-like. I know. Yes. Essentially, like, I have to have Not these only two once, black but twice. They females they did the exact on thing. this yeah. side of my bed and this side of my bed. I was like, well, just, I bet you, if he, I bet you if they did a 360, there'd be one on either side, so too. I thought, it, the first one I thought, I thought, okay, well, maybe they're just trying to acknowledge the afro, because in the book, it's all about the afro. <laughs> I didn't and, see and, the afro. I just and, saw them titties. No, I know. Well, I know, but, but it, it was, you know, in Scatman Crothers, is bald, you know, so, <laughs> so, no so they were trying to throw the afro in somewhere else. But then they do the, the reverse shot, and he's got another one. I'm like, you've got this 60 year old man with two basically <laughs> naked ladies posters, like posters, framed posters. That's why you're not tired freaking a 13 year old boy. <laughs> this is okay? Stan- this is Stanley Kubrick weird. being creepy because it was super weird. Yeah, both I mean, kind of Eyes Wide Shut is a is another. Oh, super weird. Oh, also Orange super weird. Is creepy, but man, that that resonates. That's a there's that's a big, that big rape scene, and I yeah, mean, so I was just surprised. I I just. To me, it was one of those things. Is it, it? It was really shocking in the book, even more shocking in the movie that they were in there the way they were, <laughs> to the point where I was kind of like, it just it seems. I don't think at the time it would have been shocking though. I think it, well, because in we yes. Okay. Yes. But, but from what I understand, I mean, though, if racism is still alive well, and well yeah. today, well, but that's just what think I mean, of what is, it was like but in why seventy-seven. Why he hasn't been called out on it? That's my biggest thing. Is I, be, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't maybe write not it. People reading it's his books. not as much <laughs> in his books nowadays. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Honestly, well, he's apparently know. woke now. You know, like he's he's well, good all for over him. Twitter and very because I heart Stephen King. I, not <laughs> that I heart racist, but I just love him. <laughs> I I don't care about him either way, but, one way or the so other. So going back to Holleran <laughs> and that whole how we were talking about the whole like speaking mm-hmm. without the shiny, yeah. talking. Yes, the shiny. Talking to, had the whole conversations I with his grandma. I hated him. that. So in the book, I loved it that he's like, you know, throw something at me yeah. in the car, right? And oh. Danny's like, oh, blah, blah, like, <laughs> I dick. Yeah. yeah. And he gives him like this startled, like <laughs> his head hurt for like hours afterwards. I hated that that was not part of the movie. Yes. I really wanted him, Danny, to connect call with him. him. And yes, connect and make that connection. There was connection. no connection There was nothing. It was like, just him like, why he I even think came there's back. something wrong because they're not answering the phone. I was like, There was no. no reason for him to even come back in the movie. He's like, right. I feel bad for that little white boy. It's like, right. really, why? I wanted more connection. Yeah, and I think that was a, a, a huge failure in it because it didn't, it didn't give him any reason to go back. And the fact that I, I'm okay with them not having the, the oh. animals. Well, hang on, because after we saw the shot of the of the the naked women in afros, mm-hmm. then it was a, a, a zoom in on Halloran, and it kept cutting back, cutting back and forth between Danny, who was in this canatonic <laughs> drooling state, oh, right. and Halloran, who was obviously receiving a message. So well, I but, do think they tried to, but they didn't they ever establish. Poorly done. They I never guess. established the, the connection in the beginning. All he did was talk to him over ice cream. Yeah, and he like was I, being I, to him okay, I, when I, he was I, talking about the, uh, like the ice cream talk, right? He was like, 
just don't go into that room. Like, he mm-hmm. didn't really set up the overlook. In the yeah. book, he talks about it's not real, right? Yeah. It's all like pictures in a book. I, they say that later I in the movie. I agree the movie, but they or didn't. the book goes much more in-depth. Oh, it's so much better, but, which but is I, oh, but I don't hard. Think, but I don't think that was a failure of the movie. I thought it was enough. Well, you're wrong, so it's okay. okay. I, and I, I did think Halloran, I think it is, although I think it established why Halloran called why they had those conversations where he dials up and and talks to the radio people to me those were okay but it was just they they were they were long and drawn out a little bit extra it's like let's get back to the overlook you know but that was the only way that they showed that the radio was out this is another failure of the fact that danny wasn't a main um focal point of the movie yes and and where it was in the book it's you know there there might have been i know there were a lot of there's a lot of limitations when you cast a five-year-old you know how long they can be on set and you know kubrick is notorious for he didn't even know he was in a horror film until he was like 17 you know oh my god that was a a drama so but that's that was kubrick didn't want him to to that is to be afraid of he had no idea he's a teacher by the way i looked him up he had no idea jack was chasing him um and all this other stuff this was his only movie too he did like another TV um, thing. I think he did. Yeah, he's but he, he had, no, but his own as movie. himself. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's literally like, and he did a oh, good he, job. And now he, he didn't. He's got he a <laughs> he's got like a background cameo in Doctor Sleep too. Yeah, the <laughs> the yes. actual guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Daddy Lloyd. I totally missed that. That's I was gonna say that was, you know, I was. I was like, he did something else, but yeah, that's <laughs> that what is. Was but I meant as far as, as well. I mean, I thought he. So the reason that he was cast, from what I understand, and, and from hearing from others and reading stuff, was that he was really good at staying very still and concentrating on certain things so that they could get the shot. Into the trance or yeah. whatever. And so that mm. was what... But yeah, as far as his acting was... I mean, he... See, which sucks. He seemed more like a five-year-old than Danny did in the book. Danny's felt more like a nine-year-old Well, in the he's book. very precocious so, in the So we're in the talking book. about Danny Lloyd. There is also an actor named Jake Lloyd who played another child... Uh, Anakin Skywalker. Oh, Oh, God. Suck, Bill. Right. So I just want to draw some comparison here. So all actors named Danny as children suck? No, Lloyd. Lloyd. I thought the kid did a good job considering what what he had. What he was asked to do. Especially considering how you see... He pebbled the shit out of that trike. I guess I was just annoyed by the fact that he's just catatonic. So he played his role fine in the movie of what he was given. But... Yeah. I was just disappointed that he wasn't the same kid in the book. They never, oh, right? sure. There was never really a scene where he was kid-like, except when he was riding around in his tricycle, yeah. but it's always kind of back, mm-hmm. you know, his but backs they, to the they camera. They didn't have the conversations with, with, with his, his, his head voice, Tony, um, right? Which yeah. I, apparently, so um, I didn't catch this in the book as much, but someone said uh, at one point, like, you understand who that is. Apparently his middle name was Anthony, Anthony and it's so Tony was self. himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like... Oh, okay. It took me like way long to figure that out, and uh, which well, that, was, that was cool. something the doctor explains. That's which is an yeah. interesting scene in the book when when they go well, see they the doctor. Don't spell it out. No, they yeah. say they, like the mom <laughs> and, and dad dumb, look so at each other. Spelled. Yeah, the mom and dad look <laughs> at each other and they say when they're talking to the doctor about mm-hmm. Tony, and they say something like, "Well, we know." Like, that makes sense type of yeah. comment. And then l- way later in the book, they spell out his name is Daniel Anthony Torrance. Yeah. Okay. And so then you make that connection. And it's him as like a 15-year-old. It's like 10 years older. Yeah, something. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely his inside voice. And I, like I said, the book dealt so much better with that. We didn't get that inside voice. We didn't get a lot of the 
we didn't get the idea that he understood what his parents were feeling. Yes, and, you don't and, feel that at all. You don't see that. Yeah, and 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 it played so much better, especially with his mom in the book. Where in the movie, if he felt what his mom, he I don't know what he would do. Like I agree with you. <laughs> I thought she was perfectly cast in the fact that she looked like the character was supposed to be, but I was like, my God. No, wait. Looked... She's blonde. <clears throat> no, 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 She's no, no, like no. a tall blonde what in the Trubit, book. What, what, um, what Q, why can't I say? Stanley, uh, I'm like, <laughs> Mr. Stanley. Stanley uh, wanted in his, what he, he changed her to, she fit. The book, True. No. Yes. But what he changed her to, like when she was going up the stairs in the scene where she's swinging the bat. Oh yeah, I'm like, she's like scared to swing it. I'm, well, first off, she's got it like uh -huh. in the middle, yeah. like holding it in the middle. I'm like, you're not gonna be able to swing that like that. No, yeah. But, oh, but, I was totally talking shit to her yeah, totally, while I was watching the movie. They did crack her, and that was a real hit on his hand. Oh no, that was legit. <laughs> that was good for her. I, I know what you're saying though. It's sometimes frustrating in the movies. That's something that I I appreciate about reading the books and Stephen King does. You know, he often will actually articulate. You know, I could have done this, but I was too frozen you know he'll offer options but but explain why something yes. psychologically is preventing them from doing it whereas when we're watching a movie and seeing someone you not don't react know. it's like come on get off it your just, fucking ass and yeah. go run to she the had some you know, very exit, awkward you know? body motions oh my god i, I was laughing no at one point i, love that I think scene. it was right after or when she was looking she's, for him or something she's running around and kind of just <laughs> flailing her arms yeah i was yeah. laughing yeah. Yeah. So that i was like, like what is that why are you just like yeah, but that's the submissive women. Okay. Hey, can I can I shots. can I do a little can I do a little point total here yes. because I wrote up some things about differences in the book. Okay, and oh, okay. I think uh, I think it's like like here's the first one, and 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 I want kind of your your opinion. Roke mallet versus axe. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, is this a point to the book or a point to uh, the movie? I <laughs> preferred the mallet. Okay. I think... It certainly saved Halloran's life. <laughs> yes, it did. It did. So... But it, it wouldn't it have extend... worked as well in the movie. No. It wouldn't have been as visually right. terrifying. What's scary? Yeah. An axe. A yeah. mallet, not so scary. You know, one of the most iconic scenes is the axe coming through the, the bathroom door, door right? Oh, and, and the, the lady's the, like, the, ah, well, in the background. Well, and the way when he's swinging it and they're panning with the... Panning back and forth with the, with the movement, which is... So gorgeous. But gorgeous what is what's scarier to you? One axe to the chest and you're dead or multiple beatings by a mallet? To me, okay, again, working from forensic science point of view where I see knives to me are the scariest things, right? Because yeah. I, I see oh, the, the, uh, the no, things, right? No, I get right? you. I get you. So an axe, yeah, okay, you're going to die immediately. If I get an axe chopped to the head, <laughs> I'm out. Okay, probably not so bad of a death once I'm dead, right? right? But a mallet, once I'm dead. okay. It hits her leg. It hits her back. It oh, hits yeah. her ribs. So now she's in she's pain, and she's thinking, "Where's my kid? I need to save my kid. Okay. I'm well, working through well, this pain." What about razor blade versus uh, kitchen uh, chef's knife? You know, she grab in the movie. Oh, she right. grabs a chef's knife from the yeah, she's, which was much more dangerous than the, um, the razor blade. and the razor blade. I agree. So okay, so maybe um, so one of the things one. I do want to point out was <laughs> mm -hmm. is is. And I, I thought this was odd, is they pointed out the fire axe in the book and never came back to it. When he's talking about the hose, the fire hose and the whole fire hose scene, there, he talks about a fire axe above the fire hose. Oh, I don't well, even remember that. You know, I... Because I, I, I was like, 
I but right. you know, thinking of the movie. Don't you find that in books though? Is there's often you know if if everything like sometimes well, it bugs me it, about it, Agatha uh, Christie. You know gun? mysteries that everything is a clue, and then in the end everything's got to fit called? together. What's but the there's gun, lots of red the herrings around. Um, they put it red herrings around that just don't amount to anything. There's a thing there they talk about where if you see the gun, it's going to come up later. It's a certain a smoking gun. No, no, what, it's a guy's <laughs> name. It's so and so's gun. I wanted to say Schrodinger, but he's the cat guy. He's the cat. <laughs> Big Bang Theory. Um, no, there's a night. I, oh my god, I can't believe it. Big can't Bang even. Theory. No, that's uh, that's what's Silver Spoon Schroeder. Uh, oh, Ricky. Ricky no, Schroeder. Ricky Schroeder's cat. Different, different theory. Different well, but anyways, the idea. I just thought it was interesting that they they talked about it. Um, the reason that I think the mallet works is because they talked so much about the game of what was it? Roke. Roke. Yeah. I was gonna say snooker, but that's a pool game. That is a pool game. <laughs> but yeah, they talked about it, so it made sense. And then it even comes up. They show it at the end. So this made more sense because then you don't have to spend 20 minutes talking about the game. Perfectly, like, if, if I went into battle, I've, I fought with axes and mauls and swords. I, I mean, I'm good with all of them. I, it just, does, the, does the Stanley Hotel have a rope uh, um, uh, court or something? Because I, I was reading about the influence it's of like this book, and I guess like it was so. in 1974 that, he, that Stephen King had... He kept writing about main locations, so he wanted to get away, and so he like put his finger down in the on a map. So the interesting thing, Boulder, Colorado. It's Estes Park. Well, it's a different town. It's he, not in Boulder. That's he might have gone to Boulder. That's what he pointed at in the. In, okay. On, and so they well, went to Boulder. Finger. But he and his wife went to uh, Stanley, and I've been the there. Sta- well, I've been there yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they they say this is this is the this isn't where they filmed The Shining. This is what was inspired. They yeah. filmed. They have a whole book. the miniseries You're there. Right, they, they filmed the. I actually I was going to bring a show and tell because I have a picture of it the guy who played podcast. hey i was gonna show y'all <laughs> it was the guy who played jack torrance in the miniseries oh, and it's nice. him holding uh, i don't I remember if it's out. an axe or a mallet like in the snow and it's his back right it's just so, him like standing like that like nice. i have this like, so, little framed picture i love so it maybe that's what inspired it because okay. they showed up he showed up and it was like the closing week so yes there was nobody, nobody there. there and he, he actually met someone named grady that that oh, served him at the that. bar that served him at they the bar they did stay at 217 um, that's the room they stayed nice. in. Is it? Yes. Is it? Oh my gosh. That's but awesome. he was talking about going through the halls and he had already written a, like he had started a book called Dark Shine about a kid that, oh. uh, at, a, at an amusement park or something, but he abandoned it. And so it all came back to him. Well, he, so from. that so. one of the nights he was staying there, he woke up in a dream where mm-hmm. his three-year-old at the time was running down the hall. Chased by and a... Now, I don't, he just said that he was running down the hall, looking over his shoulder, terrified. I don't remember him saying if there was... I thought it was if, chased by a fire hose. If he was being hose. chased or anything. <laughs> maybe. Fire hose, maybe. Okay, that part in the book was one of those ones where I was like, oh, fuck. It's great it was creepy. in the book. And it's creepy. And that's, a, that's something that I'm glad that they didn't the put in the movie. That was the scariest part in the book. Because even the dad saw it. Because in the book. And it's campy in the miniseries. Oh. It just, I, ne- I don't it, remember. I never saw the miniseries. I, I saw that scene. Just <laughs> I didn't watch the whole miniseries, but I watched a few scenes, and it just looks so... Yeah. CG, or, you yeah. know, but really I can see that. kind of lame and I can pre-CG. See it. Well, <laughs> because it's it's like um, uh, the Annabelle movie where the, <laughs> you're staring at the doll waiting for it to move, but it never moves, right? Which, you never see it move. The only you time think you, it does. Oh, where you're waiting for it. Yeah. And the only time you see it is when the actual demon is like holding it up. Yeah. That's how I feel about the hose. The hose should never be shown moving. Yeah. It should only be shown already moved. Yeah. 
But That's, I didn't see the yeah. miniseries, so if it's like chasing it at but some even, point, yeah, it would have been cheesy. You know, the the movie does really, you know, does a lot of those flash things. It mm-hmm. shows the twins, and then and then oh, and oh, boom, which and is another. They're not twins; they're sisters. They're twins in the movie. In the movie, they're twins. They are. Um, no. Yes, actually, they are. He even no, there's I I oh, no, they're not because he even says that in the movie they even say they're they're uh, his daughters six and eight. No, no, in no. The book. In they the book, in the book they say they're I'm six and eight. Sure in the movie, in the movie they say they're they were like eight or ten. They are mo- they were twins in the movie. They're played by twins. They're played by twins. Yeah. That's what I I, I know they're that. Twins, but I sure. believe in the movie they even said they Louis, were Lu- they were Lisa six and eight. Louise Burns as the Grady twins. That's I what they list them. Tw- yeah, they're twins. In anyways, the book Alicia, they are not. No, she played. I, I dressed up as, as one Halloween. of the twins <laughs> for Halloween. Oh my god! You're so welcome. One, one of my favorite memes, and it's it's totally funny. And, and uh, was they showed uh, it was uh, Hillary Clinton and. Um, uh, what's the other uh, the Demo- uh, House the uh, Congress person right now? Nancy Pelosi. Oh. Nancy oh. Pelosi. Side by side. <laughs> oh my god! I laughed so hard. All right. Like, so oh since god. we're talking about animated objects, so here's another <laughs> versus hedge maze versus the Garden of Animal Topiaries. I I liked the animals, even though they were they were dynamic. They were moving. Yes. They, lions. Yes. And, okay. It, and. I, I I don't remember what scared me in the book when I was mm-hmm. a kid, but I feel like I probably would have thought those were scary. Just the again, you're not watching them move. You never see. I'm not looking at it and it's well, coming they, at me. You do it. You do at the end. Well, Hollerin. Yeah. Hollerin sees them moving. At but the end. but right, that's build up. It's yeah. all the build up. Like why do, do I feel like Do you think that would have translated that part? I thought no. was good. No, I think it, I think there was a good choice to it put the maze. It would not in the movie. have translated well. It would yeah. have been cheesy and campy, like right. the hose was. But what the <laughs> hell is the maze? Like, how does that even maze play just gave, into it? Gave, I liked that Danny out, outsmarted his dad. There's nothing scary I, about it, essentially, totally. unless you get stuck in it. Um, I mean, if, and, if you haven't, go to a corn Chad maze Nicholson's one of these times. Oh, I just went to the corn maze at night, and it was super fun. We had a great time, actually. Yeah. yeah. It was super fun. But it took us like an Did hour. Brian to... start chasing you, Danny. No, because he doesn't like scary movies, so he wouldn't even know to do that. But if I had gone with you, you probably would have scared yeah. me. But... I get, yeah, I don't know. And I hated Jack Nicholson's face at the end when he's frozen. He's just like, ah. Like, oh, that, and I'm just like. It looks fake. So fake. I didn't like that. I I wanted the hotel to blow up. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. Um, would have been better. Mm-hmm. I liked the maze for the movie. I, I think it played its part. Um, I liked the beginning of the animals in the book where they were moving, but you weren't sure about yeah. them. And I did not like them at the end when they attacked uh, Hollerin coming in. I didn't care for him then. Or even Danny. Danny, when he was out in the snow and he got, yeah. you know, they, he saw him moving around. I, that to me, that, that to but me. But they was, were moving. I, I, well, but he saw him moving kind of like Hollerin did where they were kind of, you yeah, look, you look away little. and then they're moving you again. You look away and it's That closer. to me was the same scene and same tension as the fire hose, that fire hose scene probably was the scariest crap to me in the book mm-hmm. because I I picture I mean to this day I still do not like walking down hallways in hotels <laughs> especially if there's red carpet because <laughs> of those Vegas, damn twins. They're all red carpet. I know, and, and in Vegas when I find myself in hall, long hallways by myself, I like I move faster and I'm like, okay, you're a black belt now, you can handle this, but I don't. I move fast and I get in the. <laughs> You know, I keep my head You're down. You're talking about the carpet. Wait, I just, the just being in hallway, that shit is scary. I mean, I saw this when I was like 10, and 
There's there's two movies that really scare me when I would well, there's probably more than two, but two that really <laughs> fucked me up for long term. And it's this one for hallways, because I still still deal with this as hallways and jaws. I oh, cannot Jaws. be in a swimming pool by myself. A swimming a pool? A swimming pool? Like not even the ocean? <laughs> a swimming pool where a you can see pool. all of the stuff around a you. A swimming pool. Okay, see, so, the black belt, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Black belt over here. I can, see, a swimming I can pool. see poltergeist. The I, swimming pool. The swimming pool. But you're talking Jaws. Jaws. You know there's a difference okay, between so Jaws yeah. sharks don't. I know they don't, but. <laughs> so my grandparents had a swimming pool when I was young. And we okay. saw Jaws, and it had a hole, like a drain hole at the very bottom. It, was, okay. it basically was a you above. Jaws gra- like would clam up. I don't the drain know. Hole or... I was like six. I, I Do you have a problem it? sitting on the toilet and worrying no. about the things that might come up? No. Maybe in the future. You should maybe because alligators live about, down there. You know, I have not seen a movie where someone got ate by a toilet, so no, it didn't bug me. Didn't you see snakes on a plane? No, I didn't. <laughs> those motherfucking snakes on that motherfucking plane did not see it. But no, those are the two movies that really screwed me up for, as a child that still kind of to this day like um i have especially at night when it gets dark i have trouble being the only person if there's another person i'm fine because i'm like oh they won't attack both of us but (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what it is but as a child like if my cousin got out i was like swimming like mad till i got to the side and was out i just couldn't do it and um this is one and then the hallways to this day i wonder how long stanley kubrick took to decide what pattern for the carpet on the hallways because you know he probably was worse than a you know a bride that's choosing yeah. their, their, and it was their, super their art deco car, like everything in that hotel like he went bridezilla the yeah. lime green bathroom with the creepy lady I was the, like wow nice the lime ho- green so bathroom. they built most of, most of the hotel was built in fact yes. there's some people that have actually like mapped it out and they find that it's completely bullshit it's bullshit but, uh, but I kind of like that because it, here's mapped it out they mapped yes. it out and realized that it's not physically possible the way it kind of arranged which I think is kind of cool I mean, it's, a well, okay, it's, it's based cool. on the, the, the main call is based on the Wani motel, hotel in, in Yosemite, Yosemite. <laughs> yeah which but let's, let's I know I've been there you've been, I've been there, there right? yeah. I want to talk about the like they cool. show room 237 right uh, stupid two yeah. doors what fucking hotel room has two doors a suite do they the real expensive ones okay maybe but that may, okay, maybe that explains because then there's stairs going up into the bathroom. Oh, yeah, no, it was a big... I'm like... Well, they, I mean, so this is meant to be like the hotel, right? That people travel all over the world On to the come visit. Floor? On the second well, floor? I think there's only like three floors, <laughs> honestly. <coughs> you're right, you're right. They, they do talk about book, only three floors. They've only ever talked about three floors. So, yeah, I mean, and all the presidential suites yeah. and everything, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's supposed to be all... I don't know. Just but elaborate, yeah, that, that one, that I one always, I, that one in the movie bugged me. I'm like, there ain't no I know. But we up. should mention the room 237. So we talked about this before right. we actually went on the mic here. But <laughs> they, so they changed the room number because the hotel that they filmed at, which is actually in Oregon, the Timber Lodge or something, or the outside of right. it, Timberlake ha- had a Timber Lodge, 217 yeah. room, and they didn't want patrons to be scared to book that room, so they changed the number <laughs> they to 237. It. They requested it. He was like, whatever, fine. Yeah. I actually think it would have been the other way. I think well, people would have requested no, 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 it. Why do you think people go to the Stanley? Uh, no, 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 but apparently it is it is the most requested a room at the hotel, ironically. I, I read that. That's so, hilarious. So, yeah. so 217, not 230, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, yeah, everybody wants Better. to walk in and see this naked, you know, chick in their bedroom. Speaking of the naked chick, <laughs> young version, not young old version. version. Speaking of the naked chick, there, she's still alive. In fact, I, I, no I, I looked her up just because I was like, mm, she's oh, got... let me see what this <laughs> naked chick she's still looks a model. like. Uh, she's she did an interview last year on that you can find on YouTube, and she's really charming. She's uh, she didn't really realize, you know, much. She's she's not an act. She said Jack Nicholson was wonderful, and uh, you know, really made her feel at home. I kept uh, thinking because, how awkward. I literally, I'm watching the scene going god how awkward would that be i'm standing here completely naked and here comes jack nicholson coming off of easy rider chinatown and one flew over the cuckoo's nest like right so he's like in the prime of his life right now and he's coming up to me and we have to make out like well and he looks like crap because he's been eating cheese sandwiches for, right for he probably smells weeks. like gas you know real awkward for him smells like gouda but yeah i was just like god how like just awkward uncomfortable right. oh yeah but she's still she's she was great oh, she's a champ to her. good for well, her let, I mean how awkward would Jack Nicholson feel when the old lady then replaces oh, her and he's chasing her with them <laughs> saggy old like nasty tits and all like hey. well and she, it looked like she was wearing some kind of it looked, it looked like, like prosthetics <laughs> like it looked a fake. cellophane body like it was yeah. really weird I was like well oh. they were trying to I, make her look decomposed it was interesting though because you know the, the pervert in me is looking at this hot woman going oh yeah like, I was uh, too and not very often you see a full a full nude and right. then they cut from there, and boom! Now you're seeing this 80 year old, you know, 80, 90 year old woman with, you know, it's like, oh, she was now I gotta, kinda, I gotta deal with those feelings. Those, those feelings. Yes. You know, it, it's the scene from uh, something about Mary with uh, Magna. Yeah. Oh right. Right. She's going to but that take was obviously, but that was obviously like prosthetic. Oh no, that this, was super prosthetic. This was, this was, this but was it's real. still that shot. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh. All right. Yeah. I got another. I got another one. So, okay. So we. So. In the book, Jack Torrance is more, you might say, possessed. Whereas in the movie, he has more of a mental insanity that yes. kind of takes him over. Thoughts on one versus the other? Um, I I kind of liked the possessed. So in mm-hmm. the book, my take of him is he's an asshole who blames everybody <laughs> for his problems. Right? Yeah. Everybody else is the problem. He's the perfect person and if things had just gone his way right. you know everything would be wonderful right yeah. he blames everybody else yeah yeah and one, so one foot pound of force right. or you know what he's talking about so it's, in my and i wouldn't have pulled his arm out of the socket right <laughs> he's not the best person that you like i wouldn't be like i want to be friends with this guy right but he does have a little bit of redeeming qualities like he does keep talking about how much he loves his kid and that he doesn't want to hurt him again. And he's trying not to drink because he he's was scared. He's gone 14, 14 months Yeah, on, he's gone on. like over a year. Like yeah. all these things that he's trying to do. And so I feel like I like that version where he's now possessed. He's still the asshole. Mm-hmm. But he's, it's like the hotel is seizing on that. And is taking in all of the stuff. bad that's in him and feeding on it the hotel, making it worse. The hotel is attracted to Danny. The hotel oh, wants, yeah, no, the, wants the shine, wants that ability. In the book. Yes. yes. Not and, in the movie. And 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 he used, they use yes. uh, Jack to try to, to, to leverage that. Yeah. We get that in the because book. He that's something that's much more defined in the book. Yeah, because he's got a huge the, ego where he thinks that he's deserving all these, oh, yeah. I'm going to shoot to the top and be a manager. Like, it's feeding all yeah. of that I, I, I Agree, and I would have liked to see, I would have liked to see that scene 
from the book where we see the real person emerge at the end. Yeah. Uh, and that would have been and then, and then you realize that... that, that it's the, that's, the hotel. Yeah, it's, it's the hotel. hotel. And that didn't, that didn't no. happen. You really no. got a sense that more this was just someone who was... Well, I didn't like the ending. They left... It was very weird where they show him in the picture. Right. Yes. Well, it, I think it's it's classic and so, it's beautiful, but at the same time, it just doesn't necessarily make sense. Well, it does, but with no it adds more ambiguity to so, it. Yeah. Okay, remember Grady and him talking in the yeah. bathroom. Yeah. Oh, you were the caretaker here. No, sir. No, you've, you've always, always been, been the caretaker. Yeah. So then it's like foreshadowing. Well, what does that mean? You've always been the. You know, is this a reincarnation? Yeah. What does this mean? Exactly. That's and then now kinda... you're in the picture, like from the nineteen what twenty one or twenty four, yeah. and it's like, okay, does this just keep happening? What is? I don't. I didn't like that. I yeah. did. I did like. In, this isn't in the book at all, but in the movie, the whole uh, when when Wendy discovers the book that he's been writing, oh, which I think oh, even yeah. from a possession standpoint, it would have res- it would have worked. <laughs> yes. worked. But the whole all, scene where all, all work and no yes. play. In fact, to Kubrick's grave, they never really found out if he hand hand typed S- those himself. Secretary. Uh, well, it spelled out that it was his secretary that did it. Interesting. Well, I read I something that said sorry that for it whoever was, had it was to do never it. confirmed. In fact, they, but they did say that um, he had a he had a typewriter that had memory, so it could have done it. But uh-huh. but he's but they also noted that a lot of them were programmed differently. I don't think so, he would have done it. He he's he's got he's got an ego that he wouldn't have spent. He would have had someone else do it. Uh, Kubrick. Yeah. I I don't, so. uh, yeah. Here's why I would say possibly not. If you're a perfectionist, you want things done a certain way, and well, he is a perfectionist. And if, yeah, and but if he, so if he wants things like, I want it five hundred fucking right pages. a little <laughs> error here. I want it. To, I want it to be now because because looking through it, right? It's it wasn't all exactly perfect. There no, was well, like it even had some like, of the words like were book, like. And if you look written. at different translations, apparently they came up with different sayings for different yeah. movies. And, and I don't know. And I don't know if they, what did they say? Oh, there's a whole slew yeah. of. It wasn't all translated from all work and no play. There were different different huh. countries. You'll find. And I don't that know. That is I, so I, interesting. I, didn't, I read that and that was interesting, but I didn't find out if they actually. I was uh, listening wrote, to wrote out the pages or if they just did subtitles. Actually, read out in the language. It was German, Spanish, and something else. The different translations. And I was like, "Good on you. I ain't doing that, but good on you." That's crazy. <laughs> um, I do have a random question that wasn't answered in either the book or the movie. So I don't know exactly what year the book takes place. Do you know? Did they say? Oh. I know that it was copyright 1977, but uh, 74 was when so, he visited. But no, I don't know if they did. The dress yeah. looked like 70s. So Okay, so let's say mid to late 70s. So Grady was there in 70. So in the book, it says that it was right. like their grand reopening mm-hmm. type of thing. It was like the first year or whatever. They went into winter season and Grady came. And then he, I'm assuming, was possessed by Overlook and killed his family. So now let's say that the Torrance family goes in. Let's just say it's 77. What happened with all the caretakers in between? That's a good point. Like, nothing is ever talked to. Like, were they not... Was Grady possibly a shining person? Were their kids possibly shining? that's a good point. That's a good point. Like, why that family (laughs) and nobody else in between? That really kind of bothered me. That there was just no answer book Well, they did. I mean, the book did, did... Cue on the fact that Danny was so in tune, right? You know, that's that's something that they said uh, specifically that he's so in tune that 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 the, it kind of brought out the hotel. So maybe the others were so 
mundane that they didn't have it. Yeah, yet. that's so. true because there was something like, about his power that inspired the. Because well, I mean, the uh, mom never saw uh, spirit. Really anything but in but the why the Grady family? Maybe what maybe, was... maybe one of them had the shining because I mean he talks about like when he's flying back on the plane, like the one lady had it. And oh, then, right. And then yeah. another guy uh, that... Howie. Uh, the copper... The, the snowmobile guy in the book, Howie. Well, they also talk about how Grady had a drinking problem. That no, could have oh, yeah, the that snowmobile too, guy. He, where he was vulnerable. He the yeah. mittens. Because so, vulnerable. Here we go. Okay. According to Vivian Kubrick... Kubrick. Kubrick. Yeah. Well, that. Is this the daughter? This is the daughter. making of... Uh-huh. She had Stanley a documentary. Kubrick's yeah. secretary spent weeks, if not months, typing dozens of pages. So... His own daughter. Would it really take months to type 500 pages? I mean, that was a, well, I don't know. I, I mean, it, and would they wait, all have to be? If she typed. types like me, yeah, that shit would have been months. I used to work with somebody that typed with the two index fingers. I, I and actually, I started. It, was, it was pretty quick. Yeah, I'm up to like, just, I'm up, to, I'm up to three. I can't get my pinkies involved, really. I don't do like the professional, <laughs> but I definitely use all my fingers. I, I'm up to three, uh, but it's mostly just the main two. I'm very proud. of And you. I don't have to always stare at my fingers now. Which is, is oh, that's good. always a bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah not having to look at the keyboard. I didn't a lot take of time. typing in high school. I was over with the drafting. That didn't kids. exist. It was computer literacy when I was. In. Oh yeah, well I went back when when we actually had typewriters. I love it. <laughs> I remember my sisters having typewriters. Does that count? Brother. Yeah. The brother typewriter. I, I, I remember doing my econ report on a, a typewriter and drinking. That was the first time I drank coffee. It was my senior year. I drank like oh, a wow. whole like thing. Of, I don't know uh, what's the craft. I drank like six cups that night trying to get it all done because I had to keep going back and fixing shit. Because oh I my couldn't god, type. oh yeah, because yeah. that would suck. Here's the Italian. The morning has gold in its mouth. The German never put off until tomorrow what can be done today. Today, Spanish. No matter how early you get up, you can't make the sunrise any sooner. These are all the kind of what? things. No, I mean these are the what? translations. But of why? How is that translation? <laughs> well, probably that makes because zero I, don't, sense. I don't know. Well, it's uh, let's it's, see. I, I mean, Kubrick realized the importance of the scene and how it would lack impact in foreign language versions of the film if explained via subtitles. All they had to do was change. He the didn't name. just translate the original phrase, however, but came up with different stacks of repeated sentences, many of which can be seen in the Stanley Kubrick archive. Okay, I, I don't know if that still means. Yeah, to me, I'm yeah, yeah, with yeah. You. it doesn't That's make sense. Weird. It doesn't make sense. Like, no, they typed it too. See, it shows oh pictures of. Uh, it, it doesn't make as much sense because the whole thing was the play on the name, right? All yeah. play makes Jack a dull boy. Like, yeah. they could have done the same thing in other different languages. Like, I'm sure that you can translate. It would to still Spanish. have translated. It just seems the like same it would have. Yeah, that's random. That, I think Kubrick is kind of just. He's he's a little bit Kooky Kubrick. Yeah, he's kind of into himself a little bit. Like, so look be... at some of the movies. Okay, so Lolita, you know that oh, was God, the yeah. Nabokov. Uh, Vladimir I read Nabokov the book, book. Never watched the movie. I I've read the book and it, oh, he's a brilliant writer. I heard it's but, like crazy. Uh, this it's this creepy. was his first. Who, uh, Peter Sellers was in oh. the book and or in the movie. I was gonna say he's in the book. <laughs> no, he was in the he was in the movie, but it was. <laughs> The lead, I can't remember the name of the lead, um, but um, was was felt, you know, who who was a a good, uh, you know, a strong leading male at the time, but um, felt overshadowed by by um, Peter Sellers because he was doing a lot of improv on the set, and uh, what followed. And he didn't like Lolita was Doctor Strangelove, and Peter Sellers is, Uh you know, got multiple roles in that where he's. uh, he, you know, he he goes a little nuts on it. But <laughs> is that the, uh, one with the really long title? 
Doctor Strange Love and how something about the so bomb. The world. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, but then he did 2001. Yeah, that's the I've one. Seen 2001. That's the one that says like, "There's no fighting in the war room." That's Doctor Strange Love, right? I'm pretty sure. Probably it's black and white. Yeah, it's, it's black and the, white. It's got the guy that rides the the atomic bomb. Okay. As yes, oh, yes. 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 Yeah, He's yeah, the yeah. one that was originally cast. <laughs> I just remember as, there was no was fighting the in the war room. It's just like <laughs> was, the, the guy riding the bomb was the one that was cast as as uh, Halloran, or, or who was who was oh, offered the role the original that white turned guy? it down because he didn't want to. Oh, he didn't yeah. want to work with Stanley Kubrick anymore. Apparently he's a pain in the ass. Yeah, 2001, <laughs> though, which is a, I, another yeah. kind of I don't of well, think I've ever seen that movie. I've seen that one. That one's I very slow. It's not... It's going to be... It's, it's in my probably, queue on HBO, I think, It's probably right slower than Dune, if you've seen you know, The I'm, original? No, the new one. Apparently, Did you watch the new one? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, no, I was going to say. Is no, it bad? I, I, uh, I want to see it. I, you've I, heard that it's slow? Well, it's not so like Star Wars. It's not. It's not a. <laughs> well, it's, it's not a. It's yeah. It's I'm just slower. saying that it's it's more drama. It's not science fiction action. Okay. Yeah. No. I'm so, doing drama. Okay. Yeah. That's trying to look at what. what that's what, but that's what 2001 is. It's it's much more. The pay, It's very slow. It's that. A, it, that's about a, like a computer, like kind of coming to life, taking over type how? of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. How? Okay. <laughs> but then Clockwork Orange. Yeah, I was humming the theme to the. Da, 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 that's a crazy. Da, which is the you know and 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 then uh, what's the song that he sings when at oh. the second rape scene when when oh, it's like. Uh, it's been a while I don't know the song. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, 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 uh, I'm singing in the rain. Isn't yeah, that what yeah, it is? Yeah, oh. so. You know, yeah. that, that was something they shot over and over again and couldn't get it right. Oh, and that wow. was something that I think the actor came up with. Let me just sing this while I'm doing it. It is crazy. Then, it's, it's a crazy, crazy movie. It. Yeah. It's a creepy movie. Yeah. But then, then he went, then he did, uh, Barry Lyndon, which. I've never even reason, heard of that. So the only reason I know about <laughs> it is in film school, we studied it because Stanley Kubrick actually had lenses made for this movie oh, so wow. that they could shoot in candlelight because the lenses wow. were not powerful enough. So this is this is Stanley Kubrick for you who was just kind of, you know, if he wanted something, he, he was going to get it. He a certain yeah. way. Yeah, then he did Shining and then Full Metal Jacket. Uh, Full Metal oh, Jacket. Oh, right. I forgot so good. that was yeah. him. So good. This and then, is and your gun the, and... Yeah. What's the line? Which I don't know, something... This is my gun. Oh, or this is... This is my rifle, this and my, my rifle gun. is me. I am my rifle. My rifle is me. <laughs> something creed. like that. I mean, no, it's, 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 no, it's like the regular. Yeah. yeah. This is my rifle. This is my gun. This yeah. is for. This is my killing. brain on this the is wall. For fun. Yes. Boom, yeah. There you go. Shoots his, Thanks yeah. for busting that out. Appreciate it. <laughs> and then, he, and then his final film shit. was Eyes Wide Shut with uh, Tom Cruise and, and Nicole, Nicole Kidman, Kidman, which, which right there makes it hard to watch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Why does that make it hard to watch? I mean. You're much more a, a, a Tom Cruise guy than I am, but why is that hard to watch? Uh, because they were like the couple. They were it, they were like the the golden couple the, at the oh, time. Oh, the power couple. Yeah, the power couple. I mean, I don't like him seemed, to begin with. So um, there was a director that was the director that did Tootsie. Um, uh, I can't remember his name, but he had a role in this before he died. Um, which, I know it's a crazy like. I don't know. Fight, it's just a I random movie. I didn't, Eyes wide shut. It's just did, a random, random movie. It didn't feel movie. like a Kubrick movie. It didn't. It just felt like let's let's just explore sex. Well, yes, yeah. you know. So and, yeah. And, oh and God, my IMDb keeps crashing. And again, they played. It almost seemed like Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman played themselves. And yeah, so it, it seemed, was. It seemed well, a little. It, it seemed might a, be. It, it seemed might be a whole thing about ego, Scientology. It, it seemed very ego no. egocentric <laughs> with their. Uh, could have been. <laughs> but they didn't even have a lot of chemistry in that movie. And I don't know if this was on their way out or whatever, but it was like, 
they're trying to make like these love scenes and like I remember like she's trying to take like the glasses Kidman off. They're looking is in very the mirror. Cardboard in this. Yeah, I, I wasn't a big. Fan. I remember I don't watching know. it because it, it, it was when I was in that. Not that I don't do it now, but I was more in that age when it's like, oh, they got nudity. I'm watching that. Yeah, you know, that's, yeah. that was more because you're not that way now. Please. No, I didn't Please. say that. I I, I fully said that that I'm not that way. I I will watch movies that don't have that, but I'm not like, oh my god, that's got that. I gotta watch that. Like I, feel I like used you are, to though. be. Yeah, I mean, I, no. Nicole Kidman yeah, plays uh, Lucy Lucille Ball in the new I Love Lucy movie. No coming. way! Really? I actually she's, really like Nicole Kidman, and I think she's beautiful. She's all right. No, I, I think she's got redheaded women. I think she's for me. I love it. I, I, I like it's all actresses. I think no, she's pretty, but I think no. I, I always notice the plastic surgery. Uh, and, see, and once people do start doing plastic surgery, it bugs the shit. I mean, it does I even like it. subtle. It's just like no, no it just come on, let it. Courtney Cox, ugh, no, I can't do it. Well, she looks like a skeleton. It's creep. No, she's always been super thin. Yeah, but now she looks like a skeleton. Yeah, but no, the plastic surgery, like Meg Ryan, and yeah. she did something uh, horrible. Horrible. <laughs> it's it's probably you know there's a lot of Hollywood influence that makes these. I'm sure women they do feel like they need to be they, younger. Well, because they're not going to get roles otherwise, you know, because of. Well, just uh, play your age. Yeah, but there's no roles for. I mean, Yes, there are. (laughs) They just don't want to play them. Yeah. Either they're in denial or people have always assumed that they are this character and don't want to see them in other characters. There's there's a lot of other women that have let themselves kind of grow naturally older. But but a lot of those people that... I'm curious, though. Think of of, of actors. Actors who actresses that were that were young and beautiful that let themselves go, and just and let's just say it's not cast- letting themselves go. No, but they, <laughs> let's let's, let's, let's okay, re let's re okay. let's rephrase that. Carrie it's Fisher, just Carrie Fisher, it's just them yeah, she just getting older. older. No, but she had to she had to hear all sorts of you know all sorts of of okay, here we go negative. Go, what someone that that has grown naturally older and still looks great, Drew Barrymore. Yes, no plastic surgery, and she looks amazing. Okay. Yeah. Still on my card. So people can grow... Uh, so Kate Winslet... Julie Delpy. I don't know who that is. Uh, uh, before Sunrise, Before oh, Sunset. you've always had a crush on her. Yeah, I told you a long time yes, ago she was on my list. she's on your list. I love it. But no, has been again, on my list since, like, Firestarter. <laughs> kidding. That's kidding. creepy. Kidding. <laughs> it was kidding. Yeah, you can't that, say there's that. There's a line that you just crossed. It was no, kidding. But, so Kate Winslet is somebody who doesn't adhere to Hollywood standards, right? She's always been, a, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say in quotes, bigger. She's of normal size. Yeah. She is not fat by any means. Yeah. And she did some show recently or a movie made oh, for TV Oh, it was a series on HBO. Okay. Which Mayor was, of Easttown? Yes. Well, so they were really, she was got really pissed. I want to say about the posters or like the, the images that were being sent oh, out. Oh, they thin her down? Thinner. They like took away wrinkles. Because wow. I, I want to say in the, in the show, she's supposed to be, older depressed sad like all like i don't know if there's alcohol involved or whatever but you're not a beautiful alcoholic right like so she's she got mad about it and she fought back and she's like if you want me to portray this like kind of frumpy person you need to let me be you got to show the fat rolls (laughs) under my shirt right like that's part of my character that's who it is and she's somebody who is still beautiful Mm -hmm. right like no matter but but there are there are it, it's interesting when you look at, at older actresses that become famous after they're older, 
you know, Kathy Bates. There's people that that you don't that you don't actually (laughs) you don't actually uh, consider. You don't know their youthful beauty, and so you don't hold it. Like Judy Dench. What did Judy Dench ever look like when she was a kid? Although, what about Helen Mirren, who's still very pretty now, but she was. You know, she's yeah. she was a very exotic person. Emma Thompson. But, you, but how often does that Graced is that very well? Yeah, it, if you age well, then it works for you. But if you don't, well, it's hard for an audience. It's it. hard for an audience to accept the natural course of the fact that that you know. Beauty goes away. Yeah, I know. How did we get into this change? Yeah, sorry. Hey, I don't even know how we got down. I don't even know. (laughs) We went way down a tangent on that one. (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right. Get back to you. You had some. Are you done with your number? uh, Well, I had like we. I had Wendy here. Her strong versus weak and submissive. You know, that was that was a difference that I think we've already talked about. Didn't like it. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, if they would have changed it in the movie, Decalary, she, she dead was, versus alive <laughs> uh, needs to be alive. Yeah. I was pissed. Sure. I was pissed that he died. Stephen King uh, wrote The Mist, and has anyone seen the the movie The Mist? Yes. No. The ending of The Mist is is horrifying because everyone commits it make, suicide. Makes me die. Cry. And, and, yeah. And, it's and, sad. and then the they guy comes out and finds out that he, it, there's there the was last military bu- the last, coming the, to the help. The last him. bullet isn't le- they think they're being attacked by the aliens. They have oh. they have a gun. He everyone kills his them. children. And then oh. he and then he tries to eat the last bullet but it, the gun's empty. And then he comes out and finds and out the military that the military was was, was there to save him and he didn't have to kill himself after Horrible. all. That's not how King wrote the book. In the oh. book there's a happy ending. So so I'm just saying that sometimes King who is the king of horror and writes, doesn't always have happy endings. <laughs> Right. I mean, look at Cujo, where the kid dies, right? In the book. In the book. Not yeah. in the movie. Right. And I actually just recently watched <laughs> oh God, It, the, the movie so again, where Stephen King plays, like he has a little, uh, a tiny role in the movie It. The new one? No? The new oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like he a like, shop. Yeah, shop. he's a shopkeeper, like the pawn shop. And the guy, Bill, or it's Bill Devereaux or something, is the writer in that, in the movie. And everybody hates his endings. Well, I feel like a lot of people hate Stephen King's endings because he tends to be negative because he's a realist, right? You sit in a car with your kid and and you in the heat and a dog is trying to kill you. Yeah, your kid's going to fucking die because of dehydration (laughs) or whatever, the elements. Uh And, And so I feel like people don't like that. Right? I mean, people put happy endings. Yeah. If and I it was, is actually shocking that he I, wrote a happy ending in that. And then the book made it a negative. In the movie. Sad, yeah, in the yeah, movie or in the movie, yeah. yeah. If I was reading a, a, a book that was a, a scary book or, or, or horror, I would expect a non-happy. I mean... <laughs> Well, it, so maybe it was just a choice to go with the axe, and they they figured, hey, you I think can't that, you can't you can't just wound someone with a with oh a yeah, big you axe. could you could I mean if he would have hit him in the gut instead of right across the heart, he could have recovered from that. I, I, mean, I bet Stanley Kubrick just wasn't afraid to. I mean, he had rights to change whatever he had wanted to, and he <laughs> so, didn't. Well, yeah, he didn't that's just what, he just that's literally the only kill in the whole movie. Yeah, you always kill the black yeah. guy. Oh. <laughs> Once again. Stephen King's a That's racist. not Stephen King. That's like... <laughs> That's what, Kubrick. There, there's a, Kubrick's a racist too. There's a... 
there's like a shark movie with LL Cool J and he's like the chef and he makes the comment and he's like, I'm, I'm the black guy. I'm always going to die. Like I'm yeah. the always, like. Oh, that's, that's the, tr- I mean, they did that in like, No, Deep Blue Sea, I think. They did okay. that in like the, the scary movie and yeah. Yeah, yeah, Damon Wayans, I think is the mm-hmm. one that does it or yeah, there's just, that's always yeah. the thing. <laughs> that's white cinema for you right there. You're going to kill off the black guy. <laughs> Well, yeah, true. I do have a random throw out. Did either of you catch the Shirley Jackson uh, comment in the book? So Stephen King throws out Shirley Jackson, who is the writer of The Haunting of Hill House. Yes. Which yeah, my plan times, again that... A couple times it was mentioned. Uh, so I, I saw that and I was like, again, when I read this previously, I would have had no clue. I would just would have skipped over it, not even knowing what the <laughs> you know connection yeah. was. Mm-hmm. But having watched The Haunting of Hill yeah. House now and being a big fan... I was like, huh, is this uh, like saying something? I like, didn't know that that was based on a book. And apparently the book is crazy. Ooh, I have it on my queue from the library. I'm waiting for it to come <laughs> it's through. It's apparently, I, I, I've got I'm Audible. sure, just like I've every got, book I've got is compared to the movie. I'm like, mm. Well, and Mike Flanagan directed Dr. Sleep. Which, yes. You know, so, and I he, heard that and, shit, though. Well, no, but he also directed Haunting of Hill House and the and the last, mm. you know, the yeah, three. Yeah, but he also yeah. did Bly Manor. And, and he, <laughs> no, I Don't agree. I was, I was not. It, it's interesting. I wasn't a big. Were you a big fan of Doctor Sleep, uh, the movie? Um, I wasn't a big no, fan of the book. Well, I feel like I was. It was mediocre to me. But I Stephen didn't King, hate it. I didn't love he it. He thought that that was what he wanted from. I Kubrick, feel like it know, was. Uh, just, Kubrick, it was Kubrick do it? No, no, Kubrick Flanagan. Did. Oh, okay. Flanagan did it, it but it was, was just a, a couple years ago. Kubrick's I feel day, like yeah. it was fairly true <laughs> Which to the book. Which would have been a bigger book. task. <laughs> I feel like Dr. Sleep was fairly true to the book. Well, they said as, the, as well yeah. as it could be yeah. for a movie. Just the like was Gerald's game more... was yeah. fairly true to the book. Yeah. So, I mean, I like and Gerald's I didn't game. really I like... love the book, Dr. Sleep. So I didn't love the book either. I, I, I liked Gerald's game and I thought they did a really yeah. good adaptation yeah. of that. Um, so my I, I, I have like no no want to really listen to or read uh, Doctor Sleep, but I am no, interested I in, in Haunting of Hill House. Um, what's the yeah, What's that. the one? Um, oh crap! That he wrote. Oh, go ahead. I, I can't well, well so my question is like, was he so the Haunting of Hill House? Right, I haven't read the book, but based on the so, the show, it's this house is possessing the people inside it so is yeah. he like throwing that out as oh. he said it, you know he i read something that he was inspired by haunting Hill right House, it yes. makes sense in fact, I, said, and i really like that that he referenced it two oh, times so honey and Hill House i think i saw it reference yes shiny. oh okay yes uh, oh yeah sense. that's like a it's a i'm not i'm not or, i don't know it's, it's a litter i'm not very smart when it comes to that stuff so i mean you're gonna have to tell. But me. I, 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 but again, like being a kid, or even reading this a year ago, or See, how, two can, years ago, like not having known Shirley Jackson I, or that well, book or the, or the show. You, just to hear that you guys read this as children, <laughs> just but, side. I, but, but you didn't find it scary. The book. The book. No, no, I didn't. And as an adult, I, I didn't really. Um, the, I mean, the one that scared me the most or made me anxious the most the was the whole thing. And that's because I still... Do, you should I, be... I was telling my wife today, we have a closet that uh, I get up to pee like three times a night because I'm... Oh my God, I'm sorry. That's I know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Things to look forward to. Yeah, I know. Um, and I was walking by it just the other night and it's like this dark, like hole in the wall as I walked by and I was like that's kind of creepy <laughs> so I was telling her today I was like uh, we should keep that closed just uh and so when I go to the bathroom uh, I'm gonna creep out a little 
You should read. Uh, there's a couple books. Running Man, which uh, oh. this is under is that his pen name. Yeah, it was like that's based off okay. his, it was based off his pen, uh, Richard Bachman. Richard oh, Bachman. Oh, this is Stephen King. Um, Stephen, yeah, King. Stephen King and The Long Walk, which was one of his first published books, which I think so, is so. I didn't realize good. he did the, the the Green Mile too. Yeah. Yes. He did I, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, Shawshank yes. Redemption. Uh, it's a the Rita pupil, uh, the body uh, Stand by the me. Legend, the Legend of Rita Hayward. Stand by, Stand by Me was based off yeah. the body. It was based off the body. Shawshank Redemption is based off Rita something Hayworth, Rita Hayward. Rita Hayward in the Shawshank Redemption. It's, oh, is that what it's called? Yeah, that's okay. what it's called. Yeah. Um, it's a short so, story. So the long walk is. It's not a horror story. Oh, okay. No. Um, it's a futuristic. But it's. Race. So good. Yeah. I would say I would agree. That's probably one of my most favorite I, books I by just, him. You were you were saying backstory was you were getting bogged down in some of the unnecessary backstory. I had like backstory. Long walk and Running Man. They're they're more enough. they're more focused. They're, they're shorter. More. Well, he he has like a book of shorter stories. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I like I like um, Dresden. Right um, was which is one of my favorite series. I think you read yeah, the comics read some of because it. of me, uh, Jim Butcher. Uh, which Steve gave me the the most recent book I signed so by Jim, which yeah. was like so cool. Which <laughs> Lucky uh, I would have never like went out and got that myself. But I know I had a race I, when you opened that. I it's signed. It's signed. I'm not just yeah, because I was like, he's gonna put that in the goodwill pile. And be like, <laughs> oh, oh no, whatever. No, book, no, I got it right into my collection. I I literally have like two copies of every book so that I can loan those out nice. because I think everybody should read that. Um, <laughs> it's just one of those. Uh, you know, I forgot where I was going with this. Um, Dresden. Stephen King. Um, oh, short stories. Oh, yeah. He yeah, yeah. Does, he he's been part of some books that have short stories, which have led me to uh, other authors and stuff like that. Okay. So I think short stories are a good way for authors to to show that hey, this is the kind of stuff I can write, and this is this is a good way for people to get a taste of it. And if you like it, go in and, and uh, like um, Green is another one. I can't think of the guy's first name. I'm fucking horrible with that. But uh, I read a short story. Graham Green? No, no, no. This guy does. Uh, oh my god, it's like something from the dark side or other side. It's, it's another supernatural kind of thing. Um, vampire shit. You know that whole fun urban, stuff. Urban natural or <laughs> urban? What do they call it? Urban supernatural. Um, I've, I've I've read these short stories and, and ended up on all these all all these other series and stuff like that. But it all started with with a. Jim Butcher's short story in a book with other short stories. Nice. It's like, okay, I'm reading these. Yeah. So I think short stories are probably a better way for some of these authors to like, here's here's something I can well, do. Well, they're, they're easier to translate to movies too because you don't have a lot of fat to trim. You know, right. you can actually, yes. you know, focus on a story. Did, Whereas Alicia, The Shining is like 650 pages. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Alicia, did you read uh, Revival? That was about five years ago no. that you wrote that. Um, which... No. So like I was saying to them earlier, I started reading Stephen King in middle school, reading Carrie, Firestarter, The Shining, It, all, all of his early stuff, the, the Dark Half, even going into Gerald's Game. And then around the time where he started with like The Cell, which was about like cell phone or something. Yeah. I I kind of lost interest yeah, and I stopped reading. So anything. So if you make write anything about like Facebook, anything like, newish, uh, I just <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't as scary to me. No. So I revival's an interesting one, and it reminded when we watched Midnight Mass, it reminded me of that because okay. it's got a lot of biblical. You know, it talks about religion and and, and it has one of his most disturbing endings. Oh, that, interesting. Uh, that kind of. Uh, you know, I still kind of get okay. haunted by. Um, it's. I feel like it, I'm gonna put that in my library. At the you. same time, it's it. There's a lot of fat. 
you know, okay. talk about well, yeah. talk Stephen about a book. Yeah, it it Stephen goes. A, it's, a, it's a long read. He's so. very descriptive. <laughs> well, very description descriptive. is okay. Very descriptive is, is okay if it has a payoff. If you're just doing it to do it, sometimes it gets old. And that's. I, yes, I agree. I remember. So, like I said, like he was my favorite author in middle school. So, this is like that coming of age. Like, this is me reading all these books. And I remember going to other authors, even like Dean Koontz, who is like another like horror kind of writer. And I'm like, wow, you have no description. <laughs> and and like, yeah. it, like I started noticing how these authors lacked that because I was so used to it with Stephen King. And so there's a time and a place, yeah. right? It's like, like you said, like, does it get to a point? What, what is the point? And so in some of his stuff, yes, it's a little bit extra. <laughs> and, and that's where I get a little sometimes have frustrated a with editor. the ending of his. It's not because, <laughs> it's just because I don't think they they resonate with the, the story as a whole. It's not like they come full circle and the ending yeah. kind of ties it together. And I, I, I found that he goes on walks to try to find out where to go with his story. I, I think know? he just puts and, in words. Which is when he got hit He just kind of goes and then he comes up I with something. He, he gets paid and, by the page? Well, I don't think it's about No, no, I, that's, that's, that's what it looked no, like to me. He got paid yeah. by page and he was, well, this is early work. He was getting paid by the page, so he was putting in some extra words just to get in. I, but I mean, this oh, was no. this was your favorite act, you know, some writer of his when you were young. Stuff isn't very long. I can't really say much because my favorite uh, was Jim Davis and um, Gary, the, Gary Larson. Jim Davis did Garfield. Garfield. Yeah. Garfield. Okay. <laughs> oh, I was also a big Garfield fan. I, I had like a beach towel. <laughs> I had a birthday party around Garfield, like so all Garfield so stuff. No I big had, deal. I had a ton of Garfield. Matter of fact, I still have a ceramic Garfield that my grandma oh made my me God. when I was young. That when is we, hilarious. When, we had, when I first started working at the JC 20 years ago, all the servers were named after characters from Garfield. Oh, that's awesome. Are you serious? Yeah. That's funny. Yes. Yeah. So they originally random. tried to name them after some of the Peanuts characters, but they got in trouble or something. Oh. Yeah, well, because it's a big thing over here. Yeah. It's, like, used... it's a server. What the hell? Why yeah. do you, what do you mean? Well, yeah. You can't copyright a server name. This is just a computer's name on, yes. our, on our network, you know. But... I did that for a while at work. Uh, we were doing that and we named them after Simpson characters. Yeah. As you great. should. As we should, yeah. As you should. Uh, but yeah, I was I was a huge Garfield fan as a kid. Yeah. So now I'm a, and a big Turtles fan, but that was, yes. that came when I was in high school and still, uh, and had my 50th birthday with the Turtle theme, so. It was fun. All good. Um, so, uh, going back to the movie, uh, this is... I have a comment. <laughs> okay. Before, before I forget. <laughs> what do y'all think about probably the most iconic thing from the movie not being in the book? The twins showing up down the hall. Danny, <laughs> come play with us. It's epic. And that's, those are the sort of scenes that you can't do in a if book. People who you... haven't even seen the movie know that. can see that picture and know exactly this what is it is. Why... And it's not even in the book. This, this, is, why blood 40, in the this is why 40 years later this movie is still considered one of the greatest horror movies ever made. Even though at the time it didn't get much critical acclaim. So a lot of people really crazy. shit on it. And they said this was <laughs> this, including Stephen King. Well, didn't but it, it, it just won four it awards. Has, it has image. No, I don't think it was nominated for anything. I think you're wrong. Okay. Oh. I, I thought I read that it was one, I of, don't the, know. one of the two movies of But Ke- so Stanley random. Kubrick Something that's so iconic in the movie doesn't even exist in the book. It's hard. To, that's where Kubrick could create imagery. He used cinematography and images and the way he kind of cut things together to create moments. It was that, great. That's on screen. It made it creepy. And you can't... <laughs> you, so that's where really they're, they're different. It's a different medium and it's fair to have a different style 
um, you know, where you can yeah. look at both of these and say, let's judge these separately because you can't, you can compare so much. I mean, there's things that I think we're, we're saying were, are worth acknowledging from the book that didn't translate to the movie yeah. that should have. But at the same time, there's still a different yeah, meaning. Stephen you King could have thrown that shit in the book Harry, and it would have been just as good. One of my favorite <laughs> Harry Potter movies is the third one. The, the Prisoner Ooh, I of just Azkaban. watched that one. The Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> I did. To, the like first, last weekend. The first two movies are very literary. They're, yes, they're very, they're they follow very, the book and they're kind of like yes, page by page, chill, chapter by chapter yeah. of the movie. But the third one had an energy to it that, you know, they, they trimmed it a lot more than the other ones. Yes. But at the and same time. And it's still time, two and a half hours. But, but at the same time, it just resonated because I thought the director brought a life to it that you can only find in on the screen. I also say the nominations and awards. I, I must have read something different, but uh, so I looked this up really quick. This the is, Razzies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Is it about how much Shelley Duvall sucks? Yes. Because I would have, yeah. Shelley Duvall. I would have yeah. voted for that. This was like the first worst, year of the Razzies were ever. Worst director, Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, well. But then there's the Saturn Awards. We got Best Director. Stanley Kubrick nominated. The Saturn Award? Is that what we said? Yeah. Okay. I've never Best supporting actor. I think it's a sci-fi. Scatman. Um, okay. Brothers. Won for Best Supporting. Okay. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Best Horror Film was a nomination and Best Music. But that's all the Saturn Awards? Yeah. But I did like the music. <laughs> it's like that. At the beginning, like, right? It's like they're just like, dri- or like he's just driving through. That was a crazy, like, new, like. The forest, you uh, know? Was up the long road. Yeah, on the road. So, Nothing people, to see, but that music. People, the, yeah. The, the, the funny thing was is the, the um, graphics. Like, I remember doing graphics like that in high school. Like, you literally oh, just type on there yes. and it just comes up. It, and yeah. Just rolls. I, I was <laughs> making, it was like Stanley Kubrick film. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> what is her name? Shelly Duvall. And it's like, and it's like I was like, oh, color. wow. Okay. That's lame. Bad. No, I agree. Super bad. <laughs> we were doing that in Super high school. Bad. Super bad. We were doing that in high school, like in, in, in yeah. 80s. So, yeah, it was funny. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was it was funny. Um, I can't remember where we're going. Uh, the movie itself, I mean, it is iconic. In the Very 80s, iconic. how did you do it? Did you do it on a, like a yeah, little yeah, typewriter or a keyboard and it came up on the screen and we and we had what like, we could well, have it i know when you say a keyboard you mean like a computer yeah yeah, yeah. okay like I, I, we, had, we had a full tv studio at my high school so we i i shot i shot a movie at film school in um and it was all on film 16 millimeter and i had i had to create a whole rolling uh all the credits yeah. that i did um, we're on some black, you know, it was, it was like a black see-through thing that, that had everything all printed and then I had to roll it. Oh, oh my God. No, no, I mean, this is when so you're So you were like really rolling the so credits. So you like 80 years old? What, what is, Holy what is, shit. This is film. No, I got the This movie is where it. rolling the credits yeah. got its name. No, it's wow. Cool. When I was in high school, we actually Isn't that had crazy? a full, we had a full, uh, like, um, film We had, we had TV video. Studio. We had video, but that was that was dealing with like VHS. When it, we that just, actually reminds me of like back in the old school days. Show. It would just be like a blank thing, and oh, then right. a blank thing, right? Like like you know like this yeah. black with whatever yeah. these people, and then it would be gone, and then no, it would ours, be the next one. Ours was so it wasn't rolling. The video it was, was just a stop action, right? Yeah. Film ours, off ours had on. It, so it could scroll across. Uh, we did a weekly. No, we did no, a, a, a wasn't weekly. It was a monthly show. Um, that I hosted and directed and all that, and it was kind of funny. I That's did, hilarious. I did videos, and I did some like you know where you get all the digital 
pictures and stuff like that where it looks like it's it's typed by a by a uh, monochrome you know <laughs> computer from back in the yeah oh that's what day. ours was it, but but that has its own feel and it doesn't always work when you're trying to make a drama oh that, yeah <laughs> no i, I we, did, so we did we did this computerized credits that had block lettering and, you yeah know, no we did a like a on-campus uh like where we interviewed the principal and some other stuff. <laughs> oh my god and then i shot a music video i had a friend oh hell right. yeah that's awesome i, I had I had a friend oh, yeah. that was a rapper, and then I had some other friends. Of course you, know you did. We're, you know what we should podcast on? <laughs> yes. Do you have some of this stuff still available? No. Oh. I do. I do. I should break it out, and we can review yes. some of my old movies. please. Oh, yeah. Can well, we? I'm down to do this. Because if you've made fun of me work. for the Lady in White fiasco, oh, I can't that'll wait. only work if we can't wait. I did a Nightmare we, on Elm Street uh, <laughs> movie. Uh, yeah. No, we'll I, have to do the whole thing, but it all has to be released live on YouTube so people can watch it too, oh oh yes all right that's some dedication I say, right there i say okay but i have been drinking a little bit so yeah. i might retract it later no no, no, no retracting no. i feel like We've we need to do like jack we need to do like a coming out and maybe blood saying something that handshake or something yeah. here to you make come it in here and i'm typing blood handshake i got some red rum you know? <laughs> um, no that would be fun that would be fun um i, I like i said if if Going back and looking at this movie from when I watched it as a kid, it it definitely did its job. It was a a very iconic, very scary for me. I, I mean, mm-hmm. this came out in eighty, which would mean I was nine when it came out. I probably saw it when I was like nine or ten. I don't know if I saw this in the theaters or where I saw it first, but I know it scared the shit out of me. Um, I still am haunted by certain things from it to this day. So it did its job. I've seen it once or twice since then, um, not a lot, and then I watched it again and. I wouldn't say I, I sat and was like mesmerized and was like, oh my God, like I can't check my phone kind of thing because I'm not going to miss anything, but um, I did watch it all the way through. And it, I mean, it, it, it holds up fairly well compared to a lot of other movies that were done in the 80s. So that was good. Fair enough. The book, like I said, if if I would have tried to read, read this, read this, right? Mm-hmm. That's, You're cut off. Yeah, I was gonna say that's it's why. Nine percent beer. That's why I don't read things. Oh, I thought it was maybe a red rum reference. Yeah, no, that's why I don't read things. Red rum reference. Um, if I would have said a red rum reference, yeah. Okay, if I would have, if I would have tried to read this, I probably wouldn't have got into it, um, just because it started so slow. But because we were doing the podcast, I was like, okay, push it through audio. They had audio books back then, didn't they? I don't know. <laughs> Um, maybe. 80s? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I didn't, I mean, but I was able to do it at work, so it worked. Um, I did get interested later on, and it had a lot of, like, I think the book is better than the movie, realistically. Yes. Um, but the movie holds up for what it is. And so I, I wish, like, it's almost like it, it kind of makes me want to watch the miniseries a little bit. Oh, I actually yeah, was trying, I was looking be... that up and I couldn't find it. No. I, I'm sure it's somewhere. I'm sure it's a better script. I'm sure it's closer but to the book. you still have a director that's trying to portray something and... That's where Kubrick was a master and that he could create it's imagery be hard. That, would, that, would, that would haunt you in a way that regardless of the material, it's got images in the, in the miniseries. How they do that? Cool. How do you, that stupid I mean, how do you portray fire a, a five-year-old yeah. understanding what their parents are feeling True. and what they're doing? Yeah. How do you portray that? Yeah. Right? Exactly. Other than in written word. It's, it's something that's kind of impossible. So I don't... 
any well, miniseries, any movie, any director. Well, well, let's look I, it's at, not well, gonna... Shawshank Redemption had a narrator the whole time. Morgan Freeman was oh. talking through it. So if you, oh if, my you God. if you, could you imagine it... Morgan Freeman doing? Well, well I'm just saying that sometimes <laughs> I listen to anything that guy. It read. worked for that movie. That's a brilliant movie, but it's kind of a cheat. It's like it's like taking a literary form and saying I'm gonna I'm gonna read this to you yeah. so that you get a sense of what's going on. Yeah, but on. If, if Morgan Freeman was reading the phone book, I'd listen. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. as you should, as you should. <laughs> That's the cue. That, that that right there is Morgan Freeman reads the 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 subtext, and that's mm-hmm. it. Uh, but no, I, uh, I I I mean, she was curious because I, I I did enjoy the book once I got deep into it. Um, once it got kind of into the the, the guts of it, you said you saw this when you were eight or nine years old. You, it would you have been nine or ten. So I, I was not, I, I didn't have access to R-rated movies, and my parents. Oh, I had, oh I had shame on them. You know, the first R-rated movie I saw was actually another Stanley Kubrick one. It was when we were traveling and we were at a hotel room and Clockwork and, Orange. Clockwork Orange. <laughs> For, uh, that was the first time I was exposed to. I saw to that in fourth in grade, and and it was like, what the. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. and then you add all the rest <laughs> yep. of it. You're like, what? <laughs> My sister and her boyfriend took me to see that movie in uh-huh. fourth grade. Jeez. What? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> fourth oh my grade. God. But my parents also, we lived on a on base at the time. Oh, okay. I don't know. It was like kids selling us tickets. They didn't <laughs> <Yeah>. care. <laughs> But my my parents, when I was probably, okay, so I was overseas at the time, and I remember watching Poltergeist and Nightmare oh, on Elm Street, yeah. so I would have been oh, in man. kindergarten, first grade, oh, to watch both of those. Oh, I remember for my fourth grade birthday, we watched Dirty Dancing at my birthday party. So, oh yeah, they have abortion, they have sex. Not really something that fourth graders should be watching. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, wait, wait. Dancing. I'm a little more concerned about yeah. Poltergeist. Uh, I wanted to be Carol Ann. No, I wanted to be Carol Ann as a child because I was like, you wanted to disappear into. The uh, I, I was like, this is the coolest thing. <laughs> yeah, I want so that clown for my. Uh, but, yeah, clown. my <laughs> parents clown. just had no. They didn't care what we watched, but. In my defense, I didn't have nightmares. Like, really? No, I was not. Uh, for some, you've seen me in scary movies where I'm right, literally laughing and clapping, <laughs> no, no, and I'm that's like, I like, I shake my feet like a little kid, and I'm like, <laughs> like you, I get excited because you saw this as kidding. Like literally, yes. I still. Like, if I saw that clown in a store, I'd be like, yeah, no. It's no, not, not real. There. And I'd be like, where can, can I like, buy this clown? Like, <laughs> They'd be like, uh, free beer. And I'm like, yeah, no, I got some at home. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I fucking My hate parents that. had, they didn't care. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no. I've been looking for creepy dolls for our oh, my Halloween party oh, coming no. up. I the great clowns. Oh, uh, I, there I, we I, go. I literally, that clown from Poltergeist, is is that's the third. The three things that scare me more than anything else. Like... The, the Nightmare on Elm Street, the the Freddy Krueger and stuff, and, and Halloween yeah. and all that. I'm like, eh, uh, Halloween is so boring. Yeah, I, I'll kick your ass, whatever. That fucking clown, a shark in the pool. Yeah, no, I ain't fucking A it. shark in the pool. I mean, let's I just know, go back to that. That it makes me. no sense. A shark in the pool and twins at the end of the hallway. I'm like, yeah, I'm not fucking <laughs> Halloween had this great shot at the end when... when uh, uh, 
what's her name? Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is like, she feels like she's killed him and she's getting up and the camera's showing her and in the background you see him. him lying he, down dead. And, they get and then he gets up and looks at her and she doesn't know and it's the camera's still focused on her and he starts coming closer and closer. To me, that's one of the most terrifying <laughs> moments in any horror movie. So I, I, I agree. I think that a lot of it's goes, really important. So, so I'm going to just defend Halloween a little bit. Fair enough. I just found it super boring. But... The, did you ever see Creep with yeah. Mark Duplass? We talked okay. about that last week. So the sure. very ending where the guy who had been hired like by Mark Duplass's character right to film him and he like escapes murder and all the stuff. And they're like sitting by the Yeah, he goes to the bench by the lake or whatever and he's like with his back to <laughs> all of civilization. So again, coming from a law enforcement background, you don't sit no. with your back to anything like nope. open. Like you want to have your back towards a wall so that you can watch. But but that's a general like yeah. military, like law enforcement, right? You don't want, you want to see the doors and stuff. And I was just, I remember watching this movie and yelling at this guy, why the fuck are you sitting and not paying attention to what's coming up? And then he fucking died. And I was yeah. like, I didn't even feel bad. I didn't feel bad for him. Yeah. I was like, you deserve to die. You deserve to die. And yeah. it's, it's kind of like that, like right? Like, yeah. you in any scary movie, you hit somebody on the head. Okay, uh, you talked about Kathy Bates in Misery, right? Uh, she, the, the main guy, whatever, the author, hits her on the head, and she's down for, I don't know, five seconds or something, and I'm like, you never turn your back. You never, <laughs> you gotta hit him at least four more times in the head, yeah. right? Not on the back, not in the torso. It's like my wife when she kills the a head. bug and she's afraid that it's still alive. Yes, she again, kills. over and over. Because they're gonna come back. So don't turn your back and don't only hit them one time. Oh yeah, no. Ugh, well, drives we were, me like, crazy. So in the Coast Guard, we, when we were taught to shoot, it was like you you double tap. Yes, and why not? And if they flinch, yes. You double tap again. <laughs> Any more movement, you empty your clip and load back up. It's like John Wick. Keep you know, going. He doesn't just shoot him in the chest. He oh, it's always follows two, him two, up with the headshot. One to the head. Yeah. One to the head. Yeah. I mean, that's just zombie 101 right there, right? You knock him down and then to the head. Well, Kill the that brain. Great, that great opening to uh, Zombie Zombieland. Um, right, oh, right. yeah. When she's so, talking a, about the rules. It's a double tap. The rules like of Zombieland. Yeah, yeah. That's that, a that was a good tap. movie. Yeah. That was, I enjoyed Hilarious. that Hilarious. Yes. Bill Murray in that. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> playing also Bill Murray. hilarious. Yeah, playing Bill Murray. I uh, can't believe you shot me. <laughs> yeah. You were pretending to be a zombie. But I get it. I, it's all right. I get it. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Um, <laughs> once again, Shining, like I said, a, a, a stalwart of, of uh, scary movies as, as far as, like, when it was done. I mean, nowadays it's not. I mean, I don't know. It, it Does it hold up to, like, things that creep you out as I mean, well, yeah, I think but it's I a mean, different. It's a it's a mental fuck rather. Than it is like, a mental fuck. Yeah, rather well, well than, said, well said, and it's not it's it's not the pace that we're used to with yeah. a lot of the movies these days. Well, I mean, we did host last year where that was like just that was just creepiest. Like that yeah, one made I really me like um, I don't want to get. <laughs> I just anymore. suggested that movie to somebody. Oh my god, it's yeah. so good. Uh, so did so did Noah. I heard you yeah. saying that at your birthday party. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so it, it's it's one of those. It's it's definitely a different style of movies. And I don't know if we've gotten anything like. I mean, I guess we we did um, Midnight Mass, which kind of in a way. I mean, it wasn't. I didn't find Midnight Mass scary. Essentially. What about what about Ready Player One, which they had the whole scene that it was an homage to. Uh, I you know which okay, so... I'm saying this. Ironically, because I thought that was the most ridiculous scene it was, in that movie. It was. 
I, I did you see Ready Player One? Yes. Okay. And I read the book. And the book was so good compared the to the book movie. Didn't have any, Every I mean, book compared was, to the movie is so this, much better. This was Spielberg no. Uh, no. showing an homage to Kubrick, who <laughs> there is a, a few fan examples. Of, and he, he kind of turned this was, you know campy fun movie into into an homage to the Shining, it just seems so out of place. That's weird. And ridiculous. Yeah, I, he, he was sucking a little dick on that one. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> people have their favorites. It's like Jan, gonna... Jack Torrance was sucking the titty with the, the book. Do... You know? Yeah. So Whoa. random. <laughs> that was. would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> right. We just well, got into a big fight. Brian, yeah, let's go have sex. Yeah. No, <laughs> okay, I don't so, think so. so. It's like, okay, we're In the movie, it. Yeah. here's another one that was really odd that really didn't make any sense at all. In the movie... When uh, Shelley Duvall's character Wendy starts to kind of get the idea that the the hotel is like fucked up and really coming after him, she sees the guy dressed up as a dog who looks oh, like yeah. he's blowing. Oh, I know. Which, if you know the book, you kind of understand well, what they're talking about because that's the they talk about the, the dog. guy, the guy in the dog costume, right. and he, he's he's trying to play up to the the gangster guy who's yeah. sometimes gay Herbert and sometimes or... not. Yeah, Derwin. and so that's what it was like. In just the book, like... they also referenced that that you know that mothers typically have a little bit of shine of shine. as well. Yes. Yeah. But they don't say that in the in the movie. And then there was also the scene where she sees the skeletons too, and it just it was, yeah that it was really bothered like, me. It was almost oh, like right, that was right. stupid. It was almost, that's where he's throwing in all these little things yes. and trying to tie it into the book. And, and it, it, just, it just that one made. I know no it wasn't in the movie. Yeah, no, the skeletons in the room made no sense. It would have been scarier if they had been like. When he, Walking when Jack around. Torrance saw them, right, and in it the, was like the, the real ho- people, yeah. right, like in the twenties, that would have been scarier to me than skeletons yeah. with cobwebs. Which was a brilliant scene in the movie when when he walks. I love how they have the yeah, two and scenes. he's doing the little dance. And they're straight out of the book in the too. Bar. They're straight out of the book, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When he goes and sees Lloyd and Lloyd, you know. I, I I would have liked it in the movie if there had been little titterings of the party going on. Like yeah. so, how she hears it, right? Like when he's going in, the when he's at, moving. yes, like little things, little streamers. If any of that had been in the movie, I think it would have been better. Much better, I agree. Um, I completely forgot I had another uh, thought, but it left me. I know I needed like a pe- piece of paper to like <laughs> write down my thoughts before I forget. Um, <laughs> oh geez, I can't even remember now. Um, but yeah, the the whole the whole idea of the the book and the the movie didn't really fit, and and there was things like that. But it, I mean, when you separate the two, they're really good on their own. I mean, they are for what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if I'm. Well, ever... I I love your perspective how you saw it. You know, you read it young, and then you saw it ten years later, and both experiences were yeah. positive. But just and this week, now I this was week like, it's like I fucking hate no, this and movie, that's, and that's, I'm well, with Stephen King on but this. But that's the thing. That's, <laughs> right, that's it's what weird. happens when you. You do it back to back. You just can't. You, you can't. can't. Because well, I feel like a standalone, if I had never read the book, like you said, like right in front of it, I always enjoyed it. And I feel like people would watch it and would still enjoy it as its own thing and read the book and enjoy that as its own thing. Do you, well, I mean, but do you think Do you think it was just because you read the book and watched it or do you think it's because you had such an expectation from when you were younger and now when you're watching it? Um, no, because... I've watched it on and off over the years. So so it hasn't been like I watched it in high school and never watched it again. Like it's definitely like I used to own the movie on VHS. (laughs) No big deal. You know, so I've definitely seen it. We all have those. You know, over and over. And it's just, I think, reading it, literally putting the book down and watching it. And I was like, 
whoa. <laughs> so one of the things I remember um, we were talking about before we started, sorry, um, Stanley Kubrick, I know. <laughs> Get some more sleep, man. I, I'm 50 now. now. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to use that forever. <laughs> As you should. Yeah. Um, so uh, one of the things I learned about was uh, there was a lot of, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about this movie that like go so deep. I can't, I can't even touch on half of them because I don't even remember half of what they were talking about. But like, you know, they were talking about uh, Stanley Kubrick talking about the, the Apollo mm-hmm. 11, you know, film, moon landing, um, that he might be a secret Nazi. Oh my um, God. Oh God, there's like... Well, really- they made a whole feature length documentary about it called Room 237. <laughs> Which I saw long ago, but, but that's that's mean, just about the Apollo moon landing, right? That's I know, not I think just. It, I think it talks about, about him being a Nazi. No, too? I don't know, but I just know it talks about more than just okay. one conspiracy theory. But they were talking. Like, that this, is so this, funny. There was I can't even. Oh God, I wish I could remember the podcast. I've never even heard any of this. Like, I was surprised. Like, never this one aware. podcast went so deep into it. I was like, oh my God, you guys are more interesting than the book itself because they were going <laughs> so deep. Like they were talking about Room Two Thirty Seven. It's like. Two times three plus seven equals oh, like forty something, and all this. They were talking about the number eighty-eight and how it's like the uh, Heil Hitler and so, all these things. Oh, yeah, they should. Like, oh my god! Yeah, the movie came out in two thousand thirteen. It's an analysis of Stanley Kubrick's adaptation of The Signing, and the people who believe they have succeeded in decoding the iconic film's hidden messages and symbols. Yeah. So it's all it's all the interpretations that have come but out. I, of see, I, but I sometimes think I think that's deeper. just dumb. That's, like that's someone who's smoking weed and saying, yes. finding an answer in everything. Yes, well, it's they don't like, smoking weed. Yeah, they're just they're, finding an answer that, in everything that pe- doesn't have an answer. <laughs> well there's people that want to find deeper meaning in everything. There's a great book by Umberto Eco uh, called Foucault's Foucault's Pendulum. Uh, that I read when I, I was in college or something. Fancy but pants. Here's a here's a book that it, it's <laughs> this epic. Echo. Well, Umbert, he did uh, uh, Name of the Rose that they actually adapted into a movie okay. with, with Sean Connery. Okay. Sean Connery, I come love on! Sean Connery. I've never and it's seen a good it. book, a good movie too. Um, but uh, this is all about this quest to find this answer that it just sends them on this crazy journey to Sounds find like the holy can no, we no, no, go no, back no. to stephen king and the gunslinger but the dark tower series let me just say at the end of this at the end of this he finally whoever does he find the answer finds an answer and then his wife comes and says what the fuck you've been you've been on this quest forever let's look at this thing this could just as easily be a shopping list and she Good takes the, for the, the her. decoded message and interprets it as a shopping list Good and says for and it basically her. it just kind of it shows how oh. these quests can sometimes be the stupidest things because people are crazy yes. yes so i used to get really pissed off in high school english where it was like we have to read whatever book and find all of these secret meanings yes. and what does it really mean and i would i would literally because I've been a writer off and on throughout my life. And I write stuff and I'm like, there's no fucking secret meanings in the shit <laughs> right. that I write, right? And and I'm like, do these people have secret meanings or are they just <laughs> writing for fun? And we, because now it's 500 years later, we have yeah. to find secret meanings. Yeah. Yeah. It really is stupid to me. And yeah. I'm glad that this woman, the wife in this book of Umberto's, Umberto Echo's Name of the Rose. No, or, no, no, this is uh, Foucault's Pendulum. Oh, okay. Th- that one. Yeah. 
called uh, this guy on his shit yeah. because well, that's what it is. It's kind of like Da Vinci's Code, except crazy except fucking they came people. up with some, some simple explanation that didn't yeah. involve uh, you just need a the woman Virgin to, Mary. You just or, need a woman to come in <laughs> and yeah. solve your right. shit. That was my English class in college, too, or one of them, um, my pre-1A class, was this old woman, and she had us reading poetry, and she would come in and tell us what they they meant by it. Yeah. I'm like, you, you don't, don't know, know that shit. You don't know. You were, and she was old as fuck. And, and I was like, <laughs> you, you know. were born then. As a matter of fact, I've, I've never walked out of a class except for this one. And it was, yeah, it, so it, dumb. It, it had to be, one, it was one where <laughs> there was a uh, an Air Force colonel who wrote a poem about uh, uh, belly gunners okay. from the, the bombers. And my grandpa happened to be on a bombers and I heard, I've heard stories about it and stuff like that. And she came in and had, was like, this is an anti-war and this and this. And I was like, I stood up to class. I'm like, first off, you're the fuck wrong. I don't know what the fuck you were thinking. That's not what he was saying. And no. I'm not going to hear any more of your bullshit. And I walked out. It's kind of like watching Twin Peaks with <laughs> David Lynch. And you, you think there's a hidden, but you know that, you know, these directors, they like to throw things in there that create ambiguity and right. if someone can tie them together that's great but what's the series the the, the one where they're desert, on a deserted island the Lost. plane crashes Lost, oh my god where it was like every season there were more and more so clues more and more clues and the, in the, the writers had no they, they had no clue <laughs> i know and that's the thing is that most directors they, no they just they why throw is there things a polar bear nobody knows <laughs> right that's sometimes what all these clues are they just and then and they just try to, to make people crazy. They try yeah. to put them together in the end, oh and you just kind of go, no, no, that's not yeah, it. That would no. be a fun one to podcast on. But that's where you read a mystery like an Agatha Christie, <laughs> and then you can see it all kind of come together. But the that's Haunting not, of Hill House, it all oh, comes right. together. Right. I want to read that book. And that's I'm very, where I do. I do very excited. And that's where sometimes Stephen King doesn't it. succeed necessarily. Right. Because no, I would he agree. doesn't necessarily write things and have it all come together in the end. He just comes up with an ending. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, Haunting of Hill House is a great example of something where it does all the clues, and yeah. then wham, bam, there God, you go. I, yeah. yeah, I want to listen to that. That so, would be fun. That would be a fun one to do. We, yeah. we might have to do that. So, just as a why book. does uh, Jack Torrance read a Playgirl magazine when before his interview? At yeah, the beginning of what the, movie? the hell is that? He's I didn't even. Articles. It could Obviously. be. Well, that's a, that's actually a theory. Is that there was an article on this particular issue oh, yeah. that. Uh, some I can't remember what it was, but uh, so I didn't. Get, I didn't get anything else. I, I didn't, didn't even uh, notice that, honestly. Yeah, I didn't get anything else out of that. Yeah, I was kind of. Like, I didn't. I didn't see it. I saw it in a still where someone brought it up and said, "What's oh. this about?" And it actually shows. Well, him but he is a putting writer. the magazine down. He is a writer, so I know, maybe but Playgirl it's... was not something that you normally find in a hotel. I found it all the time in my aunt's house. <laughs> you mean? <laughs> no, okay, in my so aunt's house. Yeah, I'm just saying right. it was planted. She was. She was. I'm just saying this movie. They put it there. Gave me like. I was there, like, what it the wasn't. Hell? It wasn't like let's grab things a magazine. to live up to, <laughs> Maybe, aspirations and goals. Yeah, <laughs> like that fucking thing is crazy. All right, All right. conspiracies. There you no, go. but I, I, I mean, I as a yeah, as a writer, conspiracies I mean, for sure. I don't know. I, I so many. But it, it, I think it would be fun to just do a conspiracy theory uh, podcast just on. The Shining alone, because okay. because of the Kubrick and, and stuff. <laughs> well, there's a whole movie that's on it. So yeah. That, well, yeah. I mean, there's even more than the movie, though. I think. Yeah. And the movie, but there's just the stuff I heard. I was like, oh my god, this is a rabbit hole that you could go down forever. Because I they were they were talking about numbers and like they add up to this and this and this and like if you take the timing from the I was like, you what's guys that are Jim, fucking crazy. Jim Carrey movie uh, 19 or something like that where. Everything adds up to 19, and you can find... Wasn't he, like, crazy? Yeah, uh-huh. same sort of thing. Uh-huh. Well, there's A Beautiful Mind, too, where... Uh, oh, where, yeah. 
where also crazy again someone who's a little crazy kind of He's trying kind to of put crazy things to together with. i don't like any of his real serious roles jim carrey yeah i don't oh. really like a lot of i mean i love <laughs> some of his like ace ventura the Truman Show I thought was excellent. I didn't excellent. care for that one. I, I didn't like The Mask. I loved Me, Myself, and Irene. I yeah. Could, oh, yeah. Watch With that his one. dry mouth. Dumb oh, my God. Oh my that was the worst. So, Dumb and Dumber, uh, I can only watch it. Like, I can I oh, start to get Oh, fun that. fact. Dumb and Dumber was filmed at the Stanley Hotel. It was... <laughs> well, we just brought it full uh, circle. <laughs> yeah. It was... Called something like the Danbury Hotel or some other random name, but it was at the Stanley Hotel. Like looks this at the at the suitcase and goes, Samsonite. <laughs> I was cl- I was way off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's some Stanley parts in that Hotel. are really good, and there's some parts that just drive me nuts. But yeah, uh, Jim Carrey, interesting. All right, well, <laughs> we brought us full circle. Uh, the Shining, um, a very interesting movie, uh, much better book, I believe. Yes, and and that's not that's not cutting down the movie because i think the no, movie two standalones yeah they, they definitely stand alone um i just think the i would have liked to that's why i want to watch the the mini i do and i don't i, I know i want that i literally <laughs> was looking up the miniseries because i wanted to watch it all and be, I, because did stephen king direct the miniseries no he, but he so had he, more he, of he a part of it. Was, it he was i think he wrote the script for it and oh, okay. he was on on site to help which i feel like it. most movies that he has directed or had a hand in were worse did he direct anything i no, don't did he do that i mean yeah. He has I, done I some that he's definitely show when he been looks at his more... fingers and goes, meteor shit, you know, <laughs> is, is one of the best uh, lines in any movie. So. I feel like movies <laughs> directed by other people. I feel like he has directed movies, but things that are Maximum taken out of his... I think, I think that was... <laughs> like, Misery was not done by him, right? Shawshank Redemption wasn't done by him. Like, movies that are taken away from him, I feel like are better in general. There's some. There's a great series on uh, that was adapted from a book I read of his from a few years ago on uh, HBO, and I think Elise's story. That's the one that's on okay. Apple. I haven't watched that yet, but uh, I haven't seen but I, I think a lot of his books translate better to series because. Um, it needs time. It yeah. needs the time. Unless well, it's the a first short it. story. But that's the f- where the short stories resonate. Like The Body yeah. as, as Stand By right. Me and Shawshank Redemption, which is the another first short it story. movie was a miniseries so on for, TV. For the scary movies, the, the, the big ones like Pet Cemetery, um, Carrie, and Cujo, right? Yeah. yeah. Those were big, big movies. Yeah. I mean, you guys read the books. Do you think the movies did them justice? Generally, I would say yes ish. Okay. I know Pet Cemetery was one of the, the like better of the or better loved of the well, the ones. But in like Pet Cemetery and Carrie both had remakes and so True. it depends on which one you look at. True. I would always go with original. <laughs> I, I don't know. The Pet Cemetery original was really campy and hard to watch, but I didn't see the remake, so I remember seeing the first <laughs> one, but I can't I can't I don't think I've seen the word. All right, well, that's it for this. Um, Join us next week when we are back with our Marvel. We're going to hit the Marvel's Runaway series, which is on Hulu. Um, uh, Interesting. I I started to read the the comics, so I'm kind of interesting to see how that uh, holds up with those. Um, Also, join us on our Facebook group uh, or on our Instagram page at the HWSI podcast or the How We Seize It podcast. And if you want to, email us and let us know what you think about us at uh, thehwsipodcast at gmail.com. Aren't there dots in between there? Didn't I say dots? I said the dot hwsi dot podcast. No idea. 
Anyways, find us on there. Uh, <laughs> you paused. I think you paused, but I did actually get dogs. I don't know. I've been drinking. I had a single and a double. I think if I add He's these cut up, off. I'm um, somewhere in a 17. Yeah, but you don't yeah. have to drive home. So. No, I don't. I have to walk about 20 feet. <laughs> yes. yes. So that's the beauty of it. Um, so thanks for joining us. I, I really hope uh, that you enjoyed uh, this discussion about The Shining. Um, and... Uh, I, I have an idea, and, and you may be interested in this because it's kind of a scary movie. It's not really that scary. I watched it, but it's uh, with our Marvel group. Um, we'd have to get you online to do this. But He's pointing at Alicia right now. Alicia, yes. yes. It's me. Podcast. Uh, 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 I, I kind of wanted to uh, tackle a, a Marvel horror movie in The New Mutants, oh. um, which... It's a recent film, but it's it's in our Marvel thing, so I was going to get our Marvel group, and then because it's kind of a horror movie, scary movie, get you involved and cool. stuff, and just to see uh, maybe a week after next, so we'll, right. we'll talk about that and see if we can make Exciting. it happen. I enjoyed the movie. A lot of people <laughs> shit on it, it, so uh, I would love to see what you guys have to say about it, so yeah. it's kind of interesting. All right. Well, that's it for us tonight, so thanks, Hail Caesars. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> Good night.